Hey everybody, welcome back to Paper Play Action. We're once again here with the three you know. Me, Andre Paul, Monty Andre Paul, you know. Hello. Howdy. Oh. I'm not ever going to say howdy again, never mind. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you said it last time too. You're like, no, never again. Good night, dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will. Hey, continue, my bad. Oh no, you're fine. I was like, welcome back to the podcast that likes to give you the best of Recommendations, I guess that's the best way to describe it. We do our best to do as we always do. Um, first up, we're going to go with someone else's week because my week's really short in this case. Um, let's just say I spent my week more so plotting than anything else. So what are you guys bringing to the table this time if anybody wants to go first between the two of you? <laughs> I think Honestly, I went my first. my week is very similar. So Paul, would you like to? Okay, uh, <laughs> I was meant to say, like, mine, I went last week, but anyways, uh, sure, uh, so my week consisted of, uh, oh god, what did I do, so I kind of got back into Skyrim, as I was telling you guys before the podcast, and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what you call them, yeah, I just, like, I was sitting there thinking about it, and I was like, what do I want to play, and I kept thinking of it, and I was like, I don't know, and I looked up some mods, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, so now, like, I'm not done modding it yet, but I'm trying to make Skyrim look as modern as possible mm. um, just to, like, bring it up to speed. And move. then also, let me turn down my mic. I'm looking at the thing. It's a little high there on the values. But anyways, um, so, you know, there's, like, a ton of mods out there, and I kind of came to the realization uh, with Skyrim and everything that it really is, with all the mods added, like, pretty much the best rpg available because you can do like whatever you want in it people have done so much they still keep weekly adding stuff i mean it's you know it's it's ridiculous and mm. whenever they finish the morrowind uh uh add-on that these people are making where it's made in the skyrim engine and the cyrodiil you know oblivion uh damn. add-on i mean it's it's literally going to be probably the best damn thing ever so that was part of my week the other thing is uh, I finally started uh, Attack on Titan Season 4, and I caught up within a day. I mean, I watched all 12 episodes. It is it's pretty good, right? I can, <laughs> yeah, it is the uh, it is the Game of Thrones of, uh, of anime and manga. Now, I haven't read it. I actually would like to, but I want to watch the show first. But it, it really is, like, without giving away spoilers, just the, the questions it raises on morality and war... Um, the way it presents everything and like all the political intrigue, of course, the action just overdone and overblown. It's the coolest thing ever. I mean, it, it really is like just a sublime experience to, to go through. And I know like, you know, it's kind of old news at this point, but anybody that hasn't watched it, if you catch this podcast, you're like, Oh my God, I need a new show to watch, but I don't have a lot of time to watch a really long show. Each episode is like 20 minutes. Go check out attack on Titan. It's uh, phenomenal never gonna stop uh, it's super good <laughs> oh yeah yeah and i i hated it too for a long time because i only watched season one and then i waited too long for season two and then i heard a rumor about season three or whatever and i was like that's a dumb story point but then i finally watched it and i was like oh my god no it's actually handled so well <laughs> Yeah, season three is uh, pretty good it's just you don't realize it until you actually I, look at it <laughs> i will say without giving spoilers 
there were some things I disagreed with because it was setups for later. And that's not spoilers. Shows are known to do that. Nobody looked too far into that. And, but yeah. They, yeah, 3 uh, has a lot of setup. If you know exactly what I'm talking about, I was screaming at the TV. Um, 3. Yeah. 3 is set up because of 4. Yeah. Yeah. 4 does make up for it, though. Because my God. season 4 of Attack on Titan is... Historic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is definitely going to go down as one of those, like, so we were there mm. for that show. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's, it's literally like... for that. <laughs> it's literally mm. groundbreaking, and God willing, it ends great as well. I, I have no doubt in my mind they will, but it, it's basically what Game of Thrones should have been in its ending, with people taking their time and showing love and passion for uh, the project that they're working on. I mean, it... I can't, I can't recommend it enough. Um, but outside of that, uh, what, 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 I, don't, I don't know. I had a short week, much like you guys. i kind of just been working. So uh, I guess on to, uh, on to the next person. Don't smoke meth, guys. That's the uh, end of my week. That's, I think hey. that's fair enough advice. <laughs> hey. Yeah, of course. That's a good way to end it. Absolutely. Don't do that, guys. Boys and girls, you don't even know what that is. You didn't hear that. Actually, no, you heard it here first. Yeah, you first. heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> Share it. Um, sure, man. I'll go. Uh, let's see. My week, as as all three of us, wow, honestly, it has been a busy, busy week for us all, I'm sure. So, most of my week has just been staying as up to date with what's going on in Hollywood. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the section of Hollywood working on what mixes in with superheroes and, and things like that. Because even even with because Hollywood Hollywood has a superhero genre now, but there are things that Hollywood is producing that that the uh, film industry is producing right now that shouldn't be boiled down to just superhero shit. Oh of course. But mm-hmm. that being said, a lot of what I've been focusing on has been writing, 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 writing and Okay, so I'm not wasting that. any more time getting my comic book ideas off the ground, so I've been busting on that, mm-hmm. which has involved a lot of staying up to date or staying at least being amongst the community that has something to say, or not even something to say, that are saying things about Zack Snyder's Justice League as it's being, as it's now labeled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for for starters. Superman maybe getting a reboot. I heard um, about that. Um, threw me off a little bit. I was like, okay. <laughs> now I I I personally and they're looking at and we this had been a rumor for a long time, but there's so much steam under it now. It's it's like the fire is sort of the fire underneath this quote unquote rumor has almost consumed the rumor, and now it's I it's something that I'm expecting instead of it just being mm-hmm. a rumor about Michael B. Jordan. WB producing a Michael B. Jordan or a black-led Superman film with a black oh, Superman. See, so is it going to be uh, the what's that one Superman? Um, Valzon. I really hope it yeah. is, but like you got to do him um, right. <laughs> see now, everyone. There, it, we quickly the community quickly went from going because of the existence of Valzon. The community quickly went from going, oh yeah, I wouldn't mind a black Clark, uh, Clark Kent to whoa whoa whoa, mm. whoa whoa whoa. We don't need a black Clark Kent. We have Valzon. Just do Valzon. Let's just do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's we we. There's so much more artwork now 
so much shop work, so much digital artwork of Michael yeah. B. Jordan as Valzad. Mm-hmm. Now, personally, with this Superman reboot um, talks, with what we're hearing, there has been so much fan outcry, uh, uh, textually, uh, and video. There's just been so much, so mm. many people saying Henry Cavill is Superman. Keep Henry Cavill as Superman. I mean, yeah. I, I personally, like I'm not, I'm not, not, I'm not opposed to a mm. Valzad movie, but I don't want a Valzad movie personally because I want to see a Superman movie done right mm-hmm. with the level of technology that we have in the film industry now. Because Man of Steel mm. could have been perfect. We we have that technology. So Man of Steel, we had the technology that made Man of Steel as awesome as it was. But right. it was it. There were some pretty big marks that I think it hit. We've waited eight years for Man of Steel two. They just WB just needs to allow us to see Man of Steel two. Okay, mm-hmm. because Captain America's first Avenger was a good movie, not a great movie, but a good movie. But Captain America: The Winter Soldier is above most of the MCU. One of the best movies. Above in that, it. you I learn. Watched it. <laughs> you learn from your first your first film. You learn from your second film even. But your second film can be and will be better than your first film if you're paying attention, especially when it comes to these superhero franchises, these properties that are so beloved by people who, you know, I, I feel very strongly that the fan base is who owns the character, us as a collective, not, uh, not any individual, but us as a collective. Once a character has imparted so much emotion and impacted so many lives that is no longer... Mm. It is no longer the character of of the company that they come from. You know, Spider-Man right. is a Marvel character, but Spider-Man has saved my life more times than I can count. I will not just say Spider-Man is a Marvel character deep down. Spider-Man belongs to everyone. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and because Superman has begun, since the New 52, Superman has started to become, in the minds of comic book fans... Cooler and cooler and cooler, <clears throat> much to the enjoyment and appreciation of people who were already Superman fans and were like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. bitch, <laughs> you see how cool he is. He's not some lame boy, you know, big blue Boy Scout that you guys have labeled him for so long. <laughs> this motherfucker is cool, bro. If you read Superman comics, you learn this dude is bad ass. I have seen mm-hmm. Superman been written. I've seen him written as a good man." And a good hero and someone who will preserve life, but he's still threatening. He's still intimidating. He's still scary. He says there was something there was there was a comic, um, I can't remember what it, I can't remember what the scan is from that I had seen or that. But this guy, uh, that Superman was fighting, you know, I, and when I say fighting, I mean this guy he was trying to fight Superman, but he mm-hmm. you know, he it's Superman. So Superman takes yeah. him down with relative no, uh, relative ease, mm-hmm. little to no effort at all. In fact, it's pretty much zero effort. And the guy says, as Superman's holding him in the air, you know, the dude's dangling. You know, so the guy's like, you know, prison can't hold me. And, and Superman says, you know, that may be true. But remember this, there's no prison that can keep me out. Ooh. That is some, uh. that is so badass. <laughs> because that says, listen, dude. You are in jail, bro. You're in prison. You better stay there. And I can go in there to correct you. I can go anywhere 
to put you in place. I will I will step through the walls of Babel. I will crash down this mountain. I will walk in prison. I will be in your cell to put you in place. So when you're in there, do your do your damnedest to be on your best behavior. Shut up and sit down and do nothing because also I can be in there. That's yeah. cool as hell. That's badass. Mm. And that's what Henry Cavill's Superman could be. He could be the Superman that we know and love, but still be this serious, cool Superman. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm dying to see Man of Steel 2. I'm dying to write Man of Steel 2. Is this run in particular uh, All-Star Superman? I just it is not All-Star Superman. Because that is the but number I do one. Know what you're, um, I do think I know what you're talking about. Okay. It is not All Star Superman. I will try to find. I will find the scan. I saw it on Instagram. I will find the scan and I will send it to you. I'm doing my best to uh, locate that comic in particular mm -hmm. because I do want to read it. I feel that in totality. But man, I, I I really 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 want a a second Superman film with Henry Cavill. I don't think WB. I think you guys are making a serious mistake if you let go of this guy. When was the last time we had someone in modern day who perfectly encapsulated the look and heart mm. of Superman? The heart. When I when I got to see Henry Cavill play Superman the way I know he loves Superman, I felt mm -hmm. it. I oh, knew yeah. it. Like he Hen became the character. He yeah. became he the character, Superman. bro. Like really super. He, I think. To, I, I think. I, he deserves more. He really does deserve more. It's it's like like why would you there's no way in there's no way in the world we would not have gotten Iron Man 2. The Kevin Feige did this was so, so proud and so confident in Iron Man 1 no matter mm -hmm. what would have happened I know bef like in production <clears throat> in produ what is oh god his, I keep forgetting his name that directed Jungle Book directs uh, Mandalorian directed Iron Man he plays Happy uh, John Favreau. John Favreau. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he he advocated for Robert Downey Jr. so much, and thank God that we got him. Mm -hmm. And look, man, this dude. We it's a famous story of Henry Gavel, almost like he missed the call. He was playing WoW, dude. The dude was playing World of Warcraft when he got the call to play Superman, and he missed the call because he was I too busy playing, playing video games. WoW. <laughs> He's like, Oop. oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and you Seems mean to tell him. me you want to recast him and or not give him his movie? We've already got Supergirl cast. She's being put in the Flashpoint movie. Okay. I did Supergirl is, I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah, we talked mm -hmm. about it before. I, I had um, brought her up. I can't remember how to, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but Sasha, I'm going to say Sasha Kale, um, mm -hmm. C-A-L-L-E. Uh, she is Colombian, mm -hmm. and honestly, man, if she if she were to dye her hair blonde, I do not care. I think she is gorgeous. <laughs> I, I I think she, yo yo, this is a beautiful woman. She looks tough. She looks like she's got a heart of gold. She looks like she could kick your ass. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to Valzad being a thing, personally. There are other black heroes that DC owns the properties to that they can do that I would like to see before Valzad. I don't care. I don't like. I don't care that much about the multiverse 
in DC Comics. Also, if I'm not to mistaken, start, you know, Valzad, prioritizing that over our core characters. Yeah, you know but what Valzad, I mean? if I'm not mistaken, is also a legacy character in his universe. In his universe, he is. Yeah, like, Clark Kent went ballistic. Exactly. Is like so he's supposed to like if you're gonna do him, do him right. Like no, have, have you know what I'm saying? Especially with the way Zack Snyder's kind of doing his universe, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. It, it'd be easy to just be like, okay, and then we we really lost Superman. And then you have Valzad, mm. who we find where he is locked away in a bunker or whatever, and then they're like, oh, snap, we got another one. Like, get him out of here. <laughs> Let him do his thing. <laughs> and you have him kind I'm not. I'm confident that we would see him or at least get a hint of him in the Flashpoint movie because mm-hmm. the Flashpoint movie is getting stacked with, with characters. Like, stacked. Flashpoint mm-hmm. is fucking stacked. Bro, and it doesn't seem like they're done telling mm. us who's coming, but I, like I, I would love to see, rumors. like, honestly, man, honestly, there are so many other cooler characters, in my opinion, than Valzad. I actually, actually think Valzad should have been in, I don't, I don't, I pref, I would have loved if he wasn't an Earth 2 character. I would have loved if there, he was just another Kryptonian. Granted, mm-hmm. the the huge appeal about Superman being the last Kryptonian mm-hmm. alive and then, you know, him coming to Earth and being like, Yeah, you know, I, I know I'm Kryptonian, but I'm 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 human. Like I'm from Earth. Yeah. yeah. That appeal was so strong because he was the last Kryptonian, but we've got Kryptonians everywhere now. It's really not, you know, like what's special about them. A lot more lived yeah, that explosion than you would think. Which I guess makes exactly. sense considering it's an entire planet, but you know. An entire planet. <laughs> There's always gonna be some reason. And of course, as a writer for comic books, you, you know, comic books have been around for so long. You got to try new things. And if that means, okay, I got to, I mean, I got to, I got to bring Kryptonians back or something. Yeah. Because there's mm-hmm. so many cool things I want to do with the Kryptonian. There's a cool story that I want. I want to write a cool story about a Kryptonian. And he'd mm-hmm. be black and he'd be an Earth One or like the Prime Earth. And he'd be, like, he would, he would interact with the Justice League. But. I had already been saying that I was working on a Justice League story, a comic book that I want to write, because the way DC handles their multiverse um, or their Elseworlds stuff is just, you know, anybody can write it. It's just the story that's out there. And I think if I made my Elseworlds comic as good as I know it could be, Mm. I could eventually get, you know, DC to recognize me as a solid enough writer to make them Ask me. I mean, to you write can pitch. Shit. I'm pretty sure you could take it to them. I mean, and pitch the idea. It's like that's kind of the whole point. You just got to get like a meeting with them or whatever. And the idea would mm-hmm. just be like, I'm trying to pitch this. This is. I want to be real with some of the stuff that's getting pitched out in in general in comics currently, especially in like the young graphic novel section of DC and mm-hmm. Marvel, both not even a front. I think if you legitimately write a proper comic and be like, hey, I may not be. I mean, I have the esteem of some of your other writers that you have on staff, but if you mm-hmm. give me one of your one of your artists you suggest, one of your good artists, and you pitch them a proper story, they'll be like, I can work with it. <laughs> they'll be like, all mm-hmm. right, let's give you a shot. Like, I feel like, and that's optimistic, but honestly, that's, mm-hmm. that's a thing that can happen. Like, it's not impossible. There are other people that have pitched, personally, from what I've seen, there are people that have pitched worse ideas and gotten greenlit. <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> there are people that have legitimately pitched worse ideas and gotten greenlit. So it's like, why not? Like, like Michael Bendis. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say Michael Bendis. After uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, I don't think he. Uh, 
I was actually gonna say I, I just um, don't know what happened. I was very scared. I was very. Miller, I was very. Actually. Here's something that I realized about being a comic book writer and being a writer in general. Mm-hmm. It is. It is almost necessary. And the Abrams to allow someone to just play out what the hell they were doing, because they they see past. They see behind the curtain, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They, they they know where they're going with this. At least, hopefully, I know where I'm going with my works. But and if you do know where you're going with your works, when you are writing something, what you're setting up, what you're with the first part, it's going to be good. Or at the very least, it'll be strong enough and controversial enough to get people to listen to it or, or read it and have something to say about it. So, mm-hmm. and Brian Michael Bendis' Superman, he's talking to the current Dr. Fate in like one of the uh, latest issues. And he basically says to Dr. Fate, this guy, this kid, you know, I don't get to talk to people. Or the doc- Dr. Fate says, you don't get to talk to people a lot, do you? You're like, you don't get to get things off your chest. Mm-hmm. I hated when Brian Bendis made Superman re- release his identity to the public. Mm-hmm. But as where we are now, Superman reveals to us and to, to Dr. Fate, to the, really to the reader, that he did that because he there was so much happening in his life back to back to back that he had no control over. Mm. On, on like, like almost as if, almost like a kid, just to gain, just to take back some power over his own life. He said, what, like, what is the thing I have the most control over? I have the most control over my secret identity. All right, you know what? I'm going to, like, and he just to take some control back for his life. Like, his, so much had just happened with his father coming back, and his son went out and gallivanted around the cosmos, came back 17 years old, <laughs> he, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he, like, he lost his son. It's, it's so much, so much happened in this dude's life. And that, mm-hmm, I think, okay. is a pretty cool element to the Superman character, that, when, and that humanizes him even more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that's a good example of what I consider. A writer doing something that's controversial, but if you follow them, just stick with me. Just stick with me. Just stick with me. We're going somewhere, and then it pays off. Yeah. However, however, judging a story at the beginning is like the worst way to do it. It's always the worst way. Because that happened. But then there are some people where you're just like, "What are you doing? (laughs) What is this? That is true. Why?" Like, why would you do the things that you're doing? Like, personally... Like, Heroes and Crisis? Why would you have Batman be a murderer? Well, Amani, so you said everything that you said about just pitching something to DC. Mm-hmm. So, you guys, I'm just going to give you the names of the people that in my Justice League comic are in Justice... The, well, on the team. And mm-hmm. just to get your, your mind spinning with maybe some intrigue or just, just to see where I'm going. Because this is what I want to do. So, the League would consist of one, two, three squads. Okay. The Space Squad, the Air Squad. Oh, no, four squads. The Space Squad, the Air Squad, the Ground Squad, and the Underwater Squad. With a total of 12 members, 12 leaguers, right? That's a very big task. You got one title. You have one title. have to tell a story that's cohesive. You want to make sure each individual character is getting enough screen time, let's say, getting enough spotlight. Everyone's getting developed. Things are progressing mm-hmm. organically, naturally. Everything makes sense. That's difficult, but it's doable. I would the think that would be at least consi- four different books, at the very least. Hmm? For each, like a book for each squad, they would try to do that at the very least. Mm-hmm. That I, I, I didn't even think about that. If they gave me, if they gave me control over a, a book of each squad, that would be cool, and I could Hell do yeah. that easily. But the space <clears throat> squad is Superman, 
Green Lantern, Jessica Cruz, because I, I was loving Justice League Odyssey with um, Starfire, Jessica Cruz, yeah. Cyborg, yeah. Darkseid. That shit was so cool. So Superman, Jessica Cruz, and Martian Manhunter are the space squad. The air squad is Hawkgirl, Black Adam, and Zatanna. The ground squad is The Flash, Duke Thomas, and Black Canary. Yes. The underwater squad is Aquaman, Mera, and Killer Croc. And the beginning <laughs> of... Yeah, see? That's what you weren't expecting. Killer Croc, my nigga. Like, well, wait a minute. Mm. We threw him on Justice League? What? <laughs> Did he say Killer Croc? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When was the last time we saw Waylon Jones as Waylon Jones? Have you ever seen what Waylon Jones looks like? Good point. I don't think I actually have, to be honest. Nah, like I did, I've always seen him as. There's, a, there's been a couple instances in like shows and comics, but not. It's not often at all. Like ever. <laughs> mm hmm. And each squad the space squad, the air squad, the ground squad, and the underwater squad they all, every member, at least one member in each squad, has something mm -hmm. connected or is in some way connected to what's going on to bring this team together mm -hmm. because it does center around, at least initially, Killer Croc. That's, okay. and I, I want to tell that Justice League story. I may alter it a bit. I may change it up, may like swap out a few characters because I was interested in maybe putting Harley Quinn or Catwoman on the team because mm -hmm. Harley Quinn is... She's officially she that that woman that she's character is officially not a villain anymore. She's yeah. not even an antihero. Like she's yeah. actively trying to be a superhero. Thank goodness. Which is sick. That's awesome to me. <laughs> Fine, finally, <laughs> Harley Quinn is finally a good like actually a hero. Took him long enough. She's you know. she's she's actively trying to go straight and narrow. Like she's rushed. She's there's a scene in uh, the Batman comic, like the most recent Batman mm -hmm. comic that was working with Ghostmaker and all that. Oh, that arc just ended. Love she is Ghost running so much. <laughs> Ghostmaker's dope as hell. Ghostmaker's dope as hell, and Paul, I think that's that, that is a Batman is villain, quote unquote, that you would just love. You would love, love Ghostmaker. Ghostmaker. Ghostmaker's love. just cool, man. He's <laughs> sick. Look this up. But I won't. I won't be because. And I really felt. I'm so glad that we got Ghostmaker in a Batman story in time, an era of Batman where he is being. He's been stripped. Of all of the like, so much of the bleeding edge technology. He's mm -hmm. basically he's not rich anymore. He's back to square one. He's back to Wait, square what? one. Yo, yeah, dude. Yeah, Joker Bruce Wars Wayne did as that. Bruce Wayne is broke. All of Lucifer has a good soft reset to. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, be able to have ideas again. That makes sense. Mm. I'm okay with that. And um, he's just so so. Harley Quinn is running towards a scene. She's running towards a, uh, you know, a crisis, an, an emergency, mm -hmm. a crime. And when she gets there, she's running on the rooftops. And when she gets there, the scene is already flooded with cops and it's already being handled. And she's just like, ah, you know, like they keep trying to say, uh, they keep saying, go straight and narrow. I'm trying to go straight and narrow and blah, 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 blah. Like, and she says, mm -hmm. how do these superheroes keep getting all these gadgets and incredibly fast vehicles? Like, all, uh, like who's giving all these superheroes all this money to get them all these vehicles to get to these crimes this quickly? How are they doing it? And it's, it's such a, it's such cute frustration and, and creativity for a character mm -hmm. that 
has, ever since Batman White Knight, we have known that the natural progression of this character is to say, fuck you, Joker. Yeah. Goodbye. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. And I'm going to be better because I'm... Mr. J. Mr. J. <laughs> also, DC Future State is pretty good. Um, I think ha. the best things coming out of DC Future State are Batman with with Bruce Wayne. Okay. I'm not talking about Batman. Actually, no. Batman with Bruce Wayne and surprisingly the Tim Fox Batman. The next Batman is what the mm-hmm. title is. Granted, that's a little bit lower on my list. Um, well, for obvious reasons. But I like the world set up in right. that book. Version of the book. And the Nightwing really is my favorite God, I, so I far. I'm so far behind on this stuff. I need to catch up. Because, like, dude, ever since, like, I think it was Detective Comics 1000, I was like, ah, I'm going to take a break. And now it's been, like, a year. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much I got to yeah, read and catch up they, on. You got to get through the Three Jokers storyline that they did and Joker Wars yeah. are the two that I would be like, you got to read those. And Ghost Stories now is the number one that I'm like, yeah, go read Ghost Stories. Go read Ghost Stories. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce what might be my newest favorite member in the entire back rose gallery in general. Just mm. straight up, I'm just like, yeah, he's pretty good. Like, he's up there. He's not even a villain. I can't even call him a villain. He's a rival. That's the deal. They introduce he's a, a rival. rival to Batman, and what? it's genius. Yeah. Because the the right like okay. without giving too much away, the rival to Batman is literally what everybody's been saying. Batman should do the entire time. Like everything, like he is, mm. he also has some very unique ideas to it as well. But he is everything gotcha. that everybody has been like, yo, Batman, you should just, you should just do some things. He's like, yeah, okay, I'll come at you with this. And then he brings some very interesting, uh, what's the word? I'm, I was going to say theological, um, like things to the table that like allow them to go back and forth. Right. Also, my favorite moment in that entire comic that is not a spoiler is the fact that Ghostmaker had Batman scared, bro. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, you lie. There's a moment in there where it's like uh, it, Nightwing is mentioning that I have only seen Ghostmaker once, and that was when I was yo- like a young Robin, and I saw mm-hmm. him, <laughs> and Batman said, we need to get the fuck up out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what? This, is, this man is his rival, my guy. <laughs> Like this, this is a character who, who, oh man, I don't even want to go into the intricacies of their relationship because it is what makes them, it it makes their relationship is what makes their dynamic cool in the first place. Yeah. But yeah. it is their relationship and the skill of this guy that makes him so dangerous and so scary. Mm. Now, that being said, I want, I don't want to gas him up too much. Because I think yeah. his arc could have been better. You know, it's it it felt like it just ended to me. It did, but mm. not really. It's it's on. It's, it's in this really. Still, they put him away into this really little middle ground, where it's yeah, like, like all right, I'm gonna hang back. I'm gonna see what you can do. Yeah. So I know his presence. He's out there. Yeah. He's mm. like, but if you're messing up, I'm coming back. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been. It it could have been a lot. I mean, and at the same time. DC wasn't even gassing it up themselves, you know. Yeah, they wasn't really talking about it. He just kind of so showed yeah, up. They, they weren't like, like, "This guy's cool." It's yeah, like, "Hey, <laughs> this guy's on his way." You know, this, look at this new character, which is what you're supposed to do. And people, look, us as the readers, we're just supposed to give them a chance and be like, "Oh yeah, sure, cool. Who's this new guy? Like, don't you want fresh stuff?" 
Don't you constantly just want fresh and cool shit? (laughs) Comics, man. It's getting old. No, that's not true, but... You know what I mean? It just depends on who's writing. Some people do really cool things, and some people don't. It's just time for some... It's... Ooh! And King and Black. Amani, are you caught up on that? I am... I am about as close to caught up as I almost could be without getting all the tie-ins. And some of them yeah, I'm oh, just oh my god, dude. I, I, oof, god, I hate tie-ins. I See, hate you say that, but bro. tie-ins for the King in Black are actually super good because they're not... Oh, they're super good. The Daredevil not, tie-in is nasty. Yeah, they're not important to the story, which is a mm-hmm. weird way of discussing it. It's like, they're good because like it is treated... All the tie-ins are treated as anthology series in the King in Black because this is something that is affecting the whole world. So it's like, hey, what is this person doing during this? And it's like, they don't have to inherently be doing anything that's going to directly affect the plot. But you have an understanding that like, oh, yeah, this is not affecting. This is not not affecting them, too. Like, they're going through this as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, um, I know the Miles Morales one I'm a little disappointed mm-hmm. with, but like, it's fine. It involves yeah. him and Kamala. Like, he goes, he essentially is dealing with like the invasion as it is. And then finds out that Kamala gets taken over, and it's a really, it's a nice moment of him saving his friend, so to, like so to mm. speak. They just got a nice moment together. It's very clear that it kind of stops, and there's more to like to be here. Like so, we'll probably get like another book or two of like that tie-in. Mm. But um, and like I know, what's another one? I know the um, Thunderbolts. The Thunderbolts one is just Suicide Squad. It's good. It is mm-hmm. just Suicide Squad. I like Marvel mm-hmm. just decided to do a Suicide Squad book, and I was like, "That's not what Thunderbolts are." But I'll take it because <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> Marvel's take on Suicide. It, that's Squad. really yeah. that's what's happening during uh, that. It's like Kingpin is like, "So I'm making a team out of you villains," and they're like, "What?" And I was like, yeah. "Yeah, go go help find a way to deal with this problem." Is my man Hammerhead in there? No, because I. Uh, I was about to say I think Hammerhead's dead, but that's not confirmed. I don't think he is. Rhino oh, was in there well. though. <laughs> I feel like he's not that good of a, a villain, anyways. But yeah, it depends. He's it depends on who's writing him. He's fun. He's a cool. He's, he's honestly like a cool mob character, but like he's so D-list, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, like he's he can if done right, he could be a cool villain. But people forget. Um, he he was pretty cool and um. The Miles Morales comic, when he was a villain for a while, he was working with Black Cat, because, mm-hmm. I mean, for obvious reasons, you have, like, Miles, who is a bit more of an inexperienced Spider-Man, dealing with Hammerhead, who is like, yo, I've fought Spider-Man before, I'm like, you're a little different, yeah. but I know how to deal with you. Mm-hmm. So it's I like, it's not, cool. I have not been keeping up to date on Miles, because I've, I've been a little bit, I've been a little bit underwhelmed with what they're doing with Miles lately. Just, I just, I don't, he still doesn't feel like Miles. He doesn't feel like, that's what it is. That's what it is. I feel like at some point, the characters stopped being what I saw as a natural progression of the Miles Morales that I fell in love with in the 1610. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel mm. like with what he is there, that's the same fucking person. He's just over here now, but he's not mm-hmm. the same person. And it's not because of what he's experienced. A lot, I mean... right. As far as some things are because of what he's experienced, but it's those things that are happening now, and it's it's like the new character is being changed by what he's experiencing instead of 
the miles from the ultimate universe that got blessed <laughs> by Peter Parker to be Spider-Man twice. He did. <laughs> like I just I don't see him anymore. He got the blessing twice. He got the blessing twice, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyways, I I'm still I'm looking at chapter 138 of Attack on Titan and my heart bleeds, but everything <laughs> is perfect. Everything is not perfect, but everything's perfect. Isayama mm. is man, so many people were so so late man, they were giving him shit. They were giving him shit and uh I just I just don't know if Isayama likes happiness. <laughs> I don't know if he wants people to be happy. <laughs> no happy for you. <laughs> There's a potential that he doesn't. <laughs> but he's so great, man. Anyways, yeah, that's that's my week. That's my week. It's just been downloading comic books into my mind as much as I can and working and writing and trying to make sure that I am producing a pro- uh, a product that people will look back on and say, mm-hmm. wow, yeah, damn, that. Were you alive for that? You were alive for that. Because I was alive <laughs> for Attack on Titan. Hell yeah, man. I remember, man, Attack on Titan season two and season three started to bore the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah they went with the like one political intrigue. And... To bore. See, three, after a certain point, started to bore, bore me. But like, there was obviously that part in the beginning of, of season three where it's just like, you know, I mean, season three. I'm, I'm going to talk about season three a little bit. Because the number one thing people are kind of weirded out with Attack on Titan, especially when you get to season three, is that I don't think they fight a single Titan. Almost almost no Titan. I think they fight one Titan in that entire season. Maybe. <laughs> what, season three? Yeah. And No, you're wrong. Do they fight more than you're one You're not remembering titan? the end. Oh, Mr. Beast. There's a little bit of crawly bitch. Excuse my language. Mm. Uh, even though they don't really fight her, then there's also Big Boy Armored. And of course, uh, I don't think Armored was feeling so good in that sauna. In three? Am know? I thinking mm. of the right part of three? You're thinking of uh, probably two. Two, no, 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 they no, no, didn't no. fight. Season like two involved them fighting the Ape Titan and everything like that. And they had no, the season three. No, we're talking about Beast Titan. Beast Titan. Beast Titan. Well, yeah. He's like, yeah, Beast Titan. That was season three. That was the end. No, no, no. Season. Am I getting. I'll be real. I haven't seen season, season two. three. <laughs> I talked about it earlier. I season seen three season was two. with them fight with uh, them fighting Kenny. They spent more time fighting humans in season three. It's not season two. So, yeah, season three was about them. Season three was the transition from them killing Titans to them killing humans. Yeah. Because now, gotcha. That's now, right. But the end was where it was like that big explosive, big a lot one. of shit. Yeah, I think they fight then, one big Titan. Yeah, maybe yeah. two <laughs> in all of season three, which is. Mm. I can understand if you came for them fighting Titans, why that one is like kind of weird. And that one kind of dwells mm. down. It's but not I like that I came for fighting Titans, Titans that, that, that I don't consider me. it they fought one or two in that season, though. It was, you know, the end was, it had the beast, it had the crawly bitch, it had the armored, it had the big that's guy. That's season two. Um, no, that's not season two. I watched the end of season three and that led into season four because at the end of season three, after all that shit, they find... The edge. Yeah, they reached the ocean. Right. Yeah, that's season three. They reached the ocean in season three. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And just before that, they had like all the dudes charging on the horses towards the beast. Do you, do you not 
How long's it been? <laughs> How long's it been? <laughs> it has because you're saying they're charging on the horses towards the beast, and all I can think of, I'm pretty sure that was season two because Aaron punches. It's not the, season two. Because Aaron it's not season it, two. does Aaron punch a titan? Does he get mad and punch no. a titan? <laughs> I'll be honest. Here's my true thing. I did not see season two or up to... I lied for my uh, thing to make my week sound better. But I did not see... I only saw season one. And then I came in and I know all of what I just said was season three because I sat down about like... I think it was episode 16 or 17 or whatever with my cousin. And we watched that all the way through to the end. And we were like, holy shit, we got to watch season four now. That's... Because... That's how I know all that season three. The giant one is the one I remember from season three. The, the massive one that is dragging himself towards the city. I was like, and that's because Aaron gets... Ca- it's season three. We can talk about season three. Aaron gets captured and everything like that. I'm not going to say every single spoiler. Yeah, Aaron gets, gets captured, captured so many times. Yeah. They're not going to... People are going to forget which time he got captured that you're talking That's true. About. It's been like at least three times he got captured. But like specifically... Aaron! 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 gets on my nerves, bro. <laughs> Look, bro, and and like that's that's part of the reason why I started getting tired with the movie, uh, the movie, the show. Actually, that's the big reason why. There was just there was so much talking, and just so much man. There's you have to pay so much attention. Season you cannot because there are so many stories and there are so many people saying, "Oh yeah, some, it went like this." When they got to the basement is when I started getting oh, man. confused. Don't read Malazan. And I was like, all right, I'm done. Season, there are yeah, season too two many people saying that it went like this, or this is this, or this no, is No, season this three was the basement. Was it the beginning of season three? What? God damn it, you're pissing me off. All right, shut up and listen. Let me bring you through the last eight episodes, okay? <laughs> it's not that bad, so, it's just, okay, because here's the deal. Sh- Did you forget you to summer child? Because no, all I'm saying is this: is like you go to you, two starts with them in, like introducing the ape titan, and like everything that entails there. We get the big betrayal. I won't say it for anybody that doesn't know, but like it's been years now. We get the big betrayal, <laughs> and then we get the final fight at the wall with um, with beast and armored and everyone. Again, like that's season two kind of fills itself around there, if I'm not mistaken, and we find out that uh. Um, Aaron has the founding titan ability, right? That's season two. Like he goes to pu- like he sees the titan that killed his mom, gets big mad, punches it, and then other titans attack it. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's two. That's two. I could swear to God that's th- hold on. I'm looking it up right now because like that'd be season funny three shit if is, what we watched was season two. Is, <laughs> There's no way. Hold on. Season, season three. three is them fighting. Against Kenny, and you will know Kenny because they introduced some stuff in season three, like guns. Uh, no, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it right here. I don't know what happened in season two, but here's the end of season three. Okay, so they have that big attack, attack, right? Where that bullshit happens. Where like you know, Beast is like, hey, yeah, you know that entire fucking troop of people made for me and shit. Yeah, they're dead. And that's where what's-his-name gets on a horse with the last of the few people and charges him, right? Okay, and that's also where uh, Levi likes to do what I call, uh, I'm going to fuck around for plot purposes to set up the next season (laughs) and doesn't get the kill. Uh, So there's that point, all right? Then they also had the Armored Titan in there, and they had the Tower Titan, and that's where Armin went through the sauna from hell and got that shit, all right? That was the end of season three. I'm looking at it right now, all right? And they get to the basement at the end of season three, season three, episode 19, the basement. 
All right. I'm not. I'm not saying mm. this to be a dick. It's just you know. No, no, we're no, trying no just, that's, that's we're just trying to figure out. Like, I want to make sure is. the record's straight, because <laughs> like, you have those sequential events, and you find out about all that stuff. You're like, oh my god, that's what's out there, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you get to the other side of the wall. The last episode of season three. Ow, I hurt myself. I I appreciate Attack on Titan because yeah. I appreciate being having been bored for Attack on Titan because mm-hmm. it made this season season four. Yeah. It it made season four was the point of the whole show. Season four was the point of the whole show. We had to yeah. get here. <laughs> the whole manga that is the point. Eren Yeager is the fucking point. And <laughs> as an Attack on Titan fan, you will get annoyed with this boy. Just stick mm. with it, our dear lovers, if you don't watch it. Stick with Eden Yeager. I know he is the point. We know he is the point. You don't yeah. know he is the point, though. You don't know. You don't know shit. You've got <laughs> to keep watching. I promise you. I know you don't know. This dude. This dude is one of the best anime characters of all time. He is with he is I don't care what anyone says. He is the he is one of the best anime characters of all time. That is my word. I agree. Amani, how about you? Yeah, how's your week? <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeager. For the most part with mine, um, it's pretty much been me finishing up stuff I've been working with. So caught up on loan. Um, remember the last time I was mentioning it was at its season finale, so I went up and caught up to that, finished that up. Hmm. Uh, got Valheim, get that a shot. I like its its graphical aesthetics; mm. it's really nice. But it is mm-hmm. really just it's Loki just funner Minecraft with like stat building and stuff like that that kind of just goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what else? What else did I do? I think I did. Like I, I played a little bit. I jumped back into Destiny for a little bit. That's about it for mm-hmm. that. And, um, oh yeah, I mentioned that I was plotting. No, I'll mention this. Uh, I also got back into drawing for a little bit nice, more. Nice, dude, same. Um, and I was looking over some of my old writings and thinking about, um, like publishing them somewhere. But that's just an idea that's mm-hmm. going. Because uh, specifically, mm-hmm. part of the reason why I got back into reading books for, or, to jump on reading books for those that don't know mm-hmm. um andre had read one of my more recent short stories and even though like most of them turn out pretty pretty good um this recent one andre was like he gave me like proper feedback and was just kind of like oh man you you didn't send it to me i <laughs> don't know oh, well God. it's not it wasn't that recent and you didn't say happy birthday dre fuck y'all <laughs> it's not Wait, that what? not that recent it's been a tumultuous year for me guys come on <laughs> now it was your birthday yeah, February twenty fifth, bro. We talked about it the week before it happened on the podcast. Did, oh no, bro. I did. I did send it. I, did. I was about bro, to say, did okay. I say something? Did no, we? No, I did. I did. I did. Hold on, it's okay. What podcast? No, what just... we? Which episode is this? Oh, what episode? Two episodes ago. Be... This is episode four, isn't it? Three. We're two episodes four. ago, we two... spoke of it. Last week was it. It's okay, Do man. I remember two episodes ago. It's okay. <laughs> But back to your week, Amani. I just wanted to <laughs> just warn wanted those in there. Happy birthday, Paul. <laughs> Thank you, dude. That's all I want. 
He feels all better I wanted from now. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and you could have shared that story with me, but that's okay. um, I wasn't sure if I did or not. That's chop liver. But I think I sent it to Andre because he has a. He loves Best Buy doesn't have PS5s. No one has PS5s. They for did for sale. a You're bit. Lying. It's gone. But um, I, yeah, I sent it to Andre because uh, he was more. I remember talking to him about like this idea for vampires <clears throat> and stuff like that that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, send it to me. I want to see it. I mean, I will. But like, he gave me some feedback, and the feedback right. was wait. Uh, did I give you feedback on that one yet? Yes. No. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Very good. And Andre could not tell me exactly what it was that was off about it but he was like the honest truth is you probably just need to read more books to get an understanding so mm-hmm. what I decided to go do because of that is like you know what let me just go read some more books I wanted to do it anyway been trying I was trying before with Paul when he initially gave me some books to start reading and stuff like that and I'm like let me just jump back into that so I started to jump back into that um, finished Coco so what I'm doing now is going back and editing that short story but I'm on the fence of whether or not I should either edit that one or just edit it in the background and start another short story mm. because I have other ideas that I wanted to start on anyway because I have a tendency to just mm. write short stories so I'm like it, it's either like the equivalent is either hey go fix this one or mm. okay you now understand what, that you can have bombs and stuff like that so let's move right. on to another one see if we could do mm-hmm. that one a little bit better so me personally I'm in between on that one I if I may I would say just go ahead and just Start on a new one. Let your ideas flow. And then when you get better and you finish that one, you've done so much work on that, mm-hmm. you're much better. Go back and do the first one. Yeah. You, because you have done a lot better. You're going to go back to the first one, and honestly, you're going to look at your work, and you're going to completely change it. You're not going to update it. You're going to change what you have to a better version of that. That's not just updating yeah. it. Okay. Updating it is, okay, let me, let me tweak this. Let me change this. Let me put this here. Let me, let me shift mm-hmm. this here. No, 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 no. You're going to deconstruct it. You're going to take the core elements of it and you're going to turn them into something better but still familiar to what it was before. Mm. Okay. And that's That's, uh, what you publish. No, 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 no. That is your second go at that. Then you go again. And then you go to Clark's World or you go to One Story because you like science fiction, you like tellings, you like like changes in fantasy. You publish, you, you, you so... You sow your seed mm-hmm. in into magazines that love short stories for youth and adult science fiction and fantasy. Okay. Uh, that's a pretty cool place because Clark's World and One Story, dude, their 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 magazines are on Amazon, bro. Like people mm. buy those magazines. I'm publishing to them. Okay. So right. it's funny that you even bring this up. I got a resource for you. Go there, Clark's World. I'm going to tell you right now. The word limit is 1,000 to 22,000 words, no exceptions. Pay rate, 10 cents per word. Payment via PayPal or check. International authors may request wire transfers. Bro, Clark's World? Yes. The genres are right, science fiction and fantasy. This. No horror, but dark science fiction and fiction is permitted. Okay. Okay? So... Mm. Clark's. <laughs> Where's one story? One story. Mm. Does one story pay? Yes. One story pays five hundred dollars and twenty-five contributors' copies for first serial North American rights. All rights will revert to the author following publication. Okay. One story okay. is seeking literary fiction. Because of their format, they only accept stories between three thousand and eight thousand words. They can be any style and on any subject as long as they are good. 
We are looking for stories that leave readers feeling satisfied and are strong enough to stand alone. This is on their effing website, my guy. <laughs> Go get famous. I believe All you. Right. Definitely send send those to me, for sure. And I'll la- actually even put them in the link for anybody that's listening that wants to also yes. publish their own yes, things. Yes, beloved. Yes. For sure, Writers. Send, send those to me. Let me get this right now. We are the resource for your future. Mm, Truly. That's what we do here. We're the Dave Ramsey's of writing, apparently. <laughs> it's fine by me. <clears throat> but, uh, We're all writers. What can we say? This is paper true. play action. You got to the paper episode, ladies There you and go. <laughs> this is going to be all about paper, paper, for sure. We spent a minute, a good minute talking about like freaking comic books anyway, and we're about to actually spend another because... It's uh, kind of a free-form episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was talking about plotting, and uh, part of that plot was me actually going on this for a moment. I felt like blowing maybe 30 minutes to an hour, and I was just going to say this. So, Paul, how do you feel about... um? Venom Space Night again. What was the deal mm. with that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're actually going to let It's coming. Go for this. It's do it. I'm asking. Give me a question. second. I got to go grab the comic. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting on this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be an interesting one. <laughs> tonight is the night. <laughs> oh, don't worry. There's coming up eventually too. <laughs> you witness a man filled with fire and passion. Discuss with you the sins of this earth and one sin in particular, and that is the eternal travesty that is the treatment to Venom Space Knight via this man's <laughs> perspective. This is a this is a massive fan of Venom Space Knight. This is a massive Silver Surfer fan. This is a massive Green Lantern fan. We're talking about a guy who loves space. This is a this is a guy who loves science fiction. This is a guy who loves uh, uh, aliens and and intergalactic shit. This is a guy who loves good spins on on. Uh, honestly, this is a guy who used to love uh, comic books and superheroes. Got bored with them, but when you started taking them out of the realms in which modern day comic books have have sort of stayed in for a while. You got Venom Space Knight. You got the early Silver Surfer comics. You got, um, was it Jeff Johns Green Lantern run, Green Lantern Rebirth, so, yeah. and so on and so forth, Green Lantern Core, etc., etc., etc. This is the famed Venom Space Knight rent. <laughs> this is the one we've all been waiting for. If Paul doesn't pull through, I will <laughs> never do this again. <laughs> I will never give him this level of. I will again. never gas up <laughs> anything he says again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, give me a second also. I wasn't going to take more Kratom today, but I need this. So uh, oh, entertain absolutely. them five Absolutely. Oh, I already. I just gave you the biggest intro. I just, you said five minutes. What, I got to, I got to, all right. I guess I got to, I guess, I guess our <laughs> listeners are going to have to be serenaded by the voice of a god. No, I'm just not. You know what? No, 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 I got you, actually. This actually allows us to be able to end the podcast slightly early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I'm not, this is the perfect segue to it. Um, we had a request also for one of our fans. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, a Koraya Kawaii Desu uh, asked you, Andre, specifically, can mm. you say, let me find the actual message because I lost it. 
while I was here. <laughs> Found it. Never mind. That was a pretty easy one, too. It's fatality. I need you to say fatality for Mortal Kombat. Oh, like, dude. <laughs> yeah, just do that. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let me take a swig of this water, because if you... Mm. Ah. All right. <clears throat> they want. They want. What, what was it? Fa- all right. Fatality. Fatality. <clears throat> Wait. Should I do it like the? All right. Which version of fatality am I gonna? Let's get. Do? I'm let's, get do a, the, let's get a couple variants. Let's get the, one. Yeah, the more, two. Okay. We gotta wait for Paul to get back anyway. Sure, man. Actually, <laughs> here's what. Here's. I'm gonna go to fatality. I'm gonna try to mimic it as close as I can. Well, you know, what? I'm not even gonna try to do that. Uh, let's say here's 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 a good here's the first one. Fatality. There you go. Give me a better one. There. That, was, that was a little bit. That was a little bit weaker on the end to say. <laughs> fatality. Nah. Let's see. Uh, fatality. Oh, that was nice. Well, let's, uh, <laughs> let's see. Okay. Baraka wins. Okay. Well, let's see. Let's Couldn't see. Find my scale, Wait, so Baraka, not screw Scorpion. That. <laughs> Scorpion wins. Fatality. Let me get in my uh, uh, Sub Zero wins. Fatality. Uh, All right. You like you like Liu Kang Amani. No wait. Oh no, who's I hate Liu Kang. Liu Kang sucks. <laughs> yeah, who's your name? It's not Liu Kang. Was it Kung Lao? Who is it? Oh, Kung Lao's dope though. <laughs> I'll take Kung Lao. Excuse me. Nah, dude, you had a main, bro. You, there was someone that you like if you played that game. You oh, it was like that it was Ermac and Sub Zero were the two that. I ah, Ermac. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Ermac wins. Now, I will ask Fatality. before we start, uh, are you sure you want to do yes. this? this? Yes. This is kind of the reason why I said I was plotting. In fact, <laughs> I want you to... Okay. Paul wins. Fatality. Alrighty. I want, I want, so you, I want begin... you to fate, I want you to perform a fatality. Fatality. Alright, so to begin, then, there's three points I want to make. First, we've got to look back to the past, then we've got to look to the present, as well as the extension to the future, and then maybe four points... Well, no, then the analysis, okay? So we'll start there. So let me type those down and write them down or something, because I will forget. <laughs> ADD is a... ADD can be very annoying at times. All right, let me... So it was uh, past, present, analysis. Okay, so this is why Venom Space Night, to me, should have stayed around, should still be here, was a great idea. I know everybody's happy about, like, the whole, like, story going on with... Uh, uh, what, what's it, the god or whatever, you know, King and that's great. Don't get me wrong. It's big. It's celestial. It's actually awesome. exactly what However, you would like if you got to it. But we'll and I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I just, if I go back and put yourself in my shoes back in 2016 when they were like Venoms back in New York after they canceled this, all right? That's the mindset I want everyone listening to this to have. And hopefully you'll understand why I really, really hope they go back at some point and bring back uh, Flash because there was no point to kill him. They just did that for the plot to push this forward. And anyways, all right, so looking back to the past, right? So we can begin, best place to start, Silver Surfer, 1985, right? 85? Yeah, 85. (laughs) So that series right there, right, was quintessential Marvel. All right, let me get those comics. I can just look at the cover and tell you all about them. All right, this is my favorite series of comics ever. This is 1980s. (laughs) through uh, 1996, no, 90, I think it was 98, 
98 Silver Surfer, right? There was only like 134 issues. I think it was like 10 annuals, whatever. But this comic was exactly what you wanted from Marvel. I mean, of course, you had your whimsical adventure buddy stuff with the uh, the, Mar- uh, the um, Guardians of the Galaxy and Fantastic Four and whatnot. But Silver Surfer was cosmic incarnate, right? You had like all this crazy big shit going on. You had, you know, Galactus with everything going there. You had all of these other guys that were popping up that were heralds of Galactus. You had uh, just a ton of characters, big roster of things things that Silver Surfer's going through while running into Norrin Rod's story. And if anybody knows about him, he's like, he's a sad fellow, you know? No matter how good things get, this man is it's probably always going to be pretty sad quite deep depressed. down, you know? What? So Norrin Rod is very depressed. Very depressed. Yeah. Indeed. So going back to the past, you have like just a fucking comic series that was like, Maybe not unparalleled. I don't think that's the right word. But for the fans that understand it, you know, it was it was exactly what you were looking for with Marvel. It did the cosmic shit. It did the big shit. It did everything. And in fact, the big events. I'm uh, looking at. I got the six original Infinity Wars right here. I wish I had the Infinity Gauntlets and whatnot. Maybe one day. But Infinity Gauntlet. That whole big event started with Silver Surfer. Thanos came back in episode uh, comic issue 34, I believe it was. Right. That's where he was introduced. That's where he came back. That's where he had the gauntlet. The big event went through there. Infinity War went through there. All this crazy big classic Marvel stuff that you're looking for and that you want, you know, when you think of Marvel, went through this comic, okay? That's what we love. That's what we know. That's what they did in the movies. That's what they do now even. They do it in their own way. That's big shit set up through this era, okay? Then... Skip ahead to the present. We still have this big shit going on, right? We have these big events. We have these big cosmic things. This, that, and the other. We had a celestial ghostwriter, for God's sake. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All these cool cosmic things. Ghostwriter's but dope. <laughs> it was. I haven't read it. It looked dope, though. <laughs> I need to read all this stuff. And Silver Surfer Black. But looking at the present climate, right? It's really big. It's really dope. It's amazing how you know Marvel has kept this stuff around. But, again... Now we're going to go back. This is an ADD brain for you guys. I'm, uh, anybody that's listening and I'm hopping around, it's just it's how I think. I, you know, it's a spider web. But anyway, so that's our present. That's uh, the past, right? Looking back at 2016, I believe it was, or it was the end of 2015 going into 2016, you had Venom Space Night. It only lasted for, I believe, 12 comic runs, and two or three of those were taken out to go to uh, Civil War, right? Civil War II, which, if you know anything about that one, God. sometimes it's better to put a gun in your mouth and pull the trigger than read that. Oof. So... <laughs> You know, fight me on that. I will fight you. So, but whatever. So, uh, I don't think anybody's going to calm down a little bit. <laughs> no, no, no. This is fine. what I I gave you such a huge intro. This is what they <laughs> want. All right. Yeah, I had to breathe. Like soft. <laughs> I, was, I was shaking. Literally, I've been waiting to do this for so long. All right. So. <laughs> Going back to that 2015 brain of mine, if I read this Venom stuff, I'm probably going to be like, wow, this is amazing, whatever, but let's go back to this. So you have Venom Space Knight pops up. It's kind of like a low-key comic. It's just like, like, what is this? Oh, it's Flash Thompson as Venom, which we knew, you know, he was with the Guardians of the Galaxy for a time there, which was awesome, by the way. It was an amazing Very run. I really wish they did more with it. But I, I get it. But they were like, hey, let's give this over to uh, the dude's name's Robbie Thompson. And the artist was Ariel Olivetti, who does digital paintings, right? And they were like, make a... F- fucking make something. And these guys were like, bet. So they were like, what, what is the core of Marvel, right? It's not always pushing the stakes higher and higher, even though, the, of course, it is. But it's really, it's the core, it's the characters, right? When they take these broken, hurt people and they have them do larger-than-life things, right? That's I, That would be the core of any good superhero, uh, 
genre, essentially, right? I think particularly Marvel, they kind of nail it a little bit better than DC. DC sometimes gets lost in the sauce, but that's a whole different uh, whole different thing. So they have Venom Space Knight come out, right? First two issues, they're just introducing it. You have Flash Thompson, who's like this, you know, dude who's kind of like war-torn past and all that. He's got PTSD, and he, you know, has the Venom suit, and he comes to find out he's a Space Knight. Space Knight is like... Uh, kind of like the Green Lanterns, but they use symbiotes, right? That's a good way of explaining them. Yeah, pretty much. So he finds out he's one of these things, okay? And he's called to... Uh, I might be messing up the story a little bit. It's been a while since I've sat down and read them, but... It's okay. He gets called, you know, to go out and be a Space Knight. So the Space Knight, he answers the call of, like, I think they... I think it's kind of like the Green Lanterns. He hears, like, people, you know, out in the universe, and he fucking goes to them and saves them and shit, right? And he has a ship that he takes from some pirates in the end, and it introduces you to his robot companion who wants to commit suicide at all times. And he's like, absolutely not. You can't do that i need your help you might as well live uh you get introduced to his uh friend who is like a panda alien and her kid right eventually you also get introduced to his uh, medusa head friend who's like this warrior a badass chick right you you get introduced throughout the course of this comic to this ragtag team of people and what like kind of unites them all is they all kind of have shitty pasts right it's like that perfect shitty past group of people come together an unlikely combination but it works, right? And what this comic did was it started setting up in just the beginning, right? You have like, okay, so there's like, uh, you know, criminals out in space. They got to get stopped. So you have like the small scale stuff. But then they started really giving you just like these glimpses of big things to come where it was like he meets other space knights and he's like, holy shit, there's more of you out there. And they're like, yeah, there's tons of us. You need to come with us. And he's like, nah, I got to do my thing. But, you know, fucking, you, so you have this like setup of what could be Green Lantern in Marvel, right? If anybody knows about anything about Green Lantern, it's this just massive cosmic scale shit, right? We wouldn't have to have all these stories on Earth. You get all of that. You get that in Thor. You get that in fucking everything under Marvel's belt now. Everything's on Earth. But with this, we were finally back out in space. We were doing old school Marvel stuff, right? Things that people wanted to see for years, I think. I mean, granted, I don't know the comic history leading up to this. This is just my personal experiences, but... I digress. So you had this. You had this ragtag group of people. You had this dude who's literally going around and, like, pushing for a better day. I mean, you had just, like, this perfect primordial soup, you know what I mean, (laughs) of science fiction Marvel beauties. You had, you know, all these setups. Essentially, with this comic, what it felt like was Marvel was setting up for something big. It was setting up for, like, the next, like, 30 years of comics almost. It was, like, somehow, some way. Imagine this. Like, everybody... Every comic somehow ends up in space for whatever this next big struggle is. And you know what I mean? Like, is fighting with the Space Knights, is fighting this, is fighting that. It could have been like Marvel's Blackest Night, essentially. Mm, you know? That been like, dope. that's what mm. they were setting up. That's what it felt like. It was so, like, <clears throat> just, I remember reading this every comic. And here's the thing there's not that many text bubbles per thing. They run at the um, read time for these is relatively quick, but it's like the implications that were there. It was just, it was endless, dude. It was like going back to 80s Marvel feeling again and, and being just like, holy shit, there's all these big things coming. And then they decided to put Venom back on uh, on Earth. Mm. Kill Flash Thompson. And uh, that's his name, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not gonna forget that name. Fuck. They killed him off and then slowly but surely moved on into uh, the, the whole uh, Venom God thing. Now, like I said... I have not read it. I need to. I'm sure I'll love it. But try to imagine, guys, you are reading a series that is just beautiful. It's perfect. 
right? It has its issues, sure, but it's it's to me and people who think like me, and even to like people who look like looking towards what could be, mm. it's perfect. It's setting up so many big things. It's setting up. God, I'm like tearing up at this. This is weird. <laughs> Bringing back some past shit. That's oh my god. Yeah, I feel like a kid again. Anyways, like it just it set up so much stuff. It made you feel like you were with these guys to the end. Like there would be no end. You were just a kid again. And mm-hmm. every time I I picked it up and opened it, like that's what it felt like. It felt like I was going into the cosmos and I didn't know what I was going to find, but I knew there was going to be something cool there. Mm-hmm. That's what that felt like. That's something Green Lantern's been doing for years. That's something that, you know, the Fantastic Four's been doing, but it was like a new turf and territory with new characters for this. This whole big setup vanished. Mm. Gone. That's not the way like Taken Thanos. away. <laughs> Snapped away like Thanos, exactly. Because, like, if you go... Let me open it up here. I got the comics on me, you know? Ah, yes. Got that pop Which one was it? Comic opening sound for those that know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know exactly what that noise was. So if you get to... Uh, So, okay, the other thing, too, right, is the symbiote in it is sentient. He speaks. Mm-hmm. He breathes. This was the start of that. He's talking. He knows that he's, like, called to be the Space Knight, but he's battling against himself with killing people, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, like, think about that, dude. That's so fucking dope. You have, like, I don't know if he speaks in this new arc. I don't know. No, know. he does. I don't know if he did in the Like, past. they kept that. Oh, he does? Yeah, they, they kept that. There was, okay, like, the, okay, cool. uh, the Guardians into Space Knight introduced the fact that yeah. the Venom symbiote has a personality, like, for sure. Oh, okay. And they okay, kept okay. that. They didn't, they didn't do away with it. Good, okay. So, anyways, you have that, right? You have this fucking... Yeah, so, I'm cussing a lot. I'm passionate about this one. I'm just keeping it real. But, uh, it's okay. It was a rant. You have, like, this... You have an explicit tag for a reason. You, yeah, yeah. It's still going. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, you have, like... I'm trying to, like... I'm trying to condense the spider web. It's hard for me to, like, talk about something I'm passionate about like this. Um... So you have, like, the Venom struggle, right? The symbiote struggle with he's like, I want to be good. I have to be this good guy. I want to save people in the universe. But he also is called to be what he was, you know, this murderous thing, okay? And then with the other symbiotes that you meet, I believe, like, one of them, if I remember correctly, she's a pink one. She actually, like, overpowers him. And it's like, you have much to learn. So you have, like, you know, this idea that he's going to master Venom. Flash, who's a broken character, is with another broken character, with a bunch of broken characters, mm. and they're going to come together as one. And behold, it's like the Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's a new turn, mm-hmm. right? It's a new thing to see. So, again, set up. Like, Marvel had, like... I mean, you can if you can just conceptualize, like, they had an infinite spread going out from this one point, mm. right? They were going somewhere and, with it. like I said, suddenly just <clears throat> vanished. They were like, nope, Venom's going to be a killer again. Venom decides to go back to New York and be a killer. We're going to kill off a character that doesn't need to be there because he isn't really important to the story and he was established as the Venom user and we don't need him as Venom, so fuck it. He's dead. And like I said, no matter how much you guys might like this arc, imagine all those dreams. Imagine finally, and this was me finally getting into comics again as an adult, right? Mm -hmm. Like a young adult. I, I was in this, man. If you guys remember, I was talking about it nonstop. I was like, you guys got to read this. You got to, oh my God. And then it just got taken away. An infinite setup of infinite worlds captured the essence of the, the fucking the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, the essence of what I think a great comic series can be. And they gave it away to something else. So backtracking, trying to bring this all together. Why do I like Venom Space Nine so much? Why am I so mad at Marvel for taking that away? Why do I think it's like, arguably one of the best series of all time even though it was such a short run because it captured that essence 
it set up what was to come in a way that I had not seen fully since fucking Silver Surfer and the Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War and all that, Infinity Crusade, you know. It, it just, it, it nailed all of that stuff. Mm. And it really gave me a, a group of characters that, like, I could root for, you know. Yeah. And particularly, I was going through a hell of a time with my life. And it's, it's only peaked up until last year and then slowly deflated. But, you know, like, that shit got me through that. And that's what good comics can do. It's like how Spider-Man got you through that, you know. Mm-hmm. You, or your times and, and all that. It just, it was, I guess my argument's not really that good. It's completely biased. And it's my rant and... Now that I'm, I've spoken it all out and had the time to do that. Yeah, it's it's completely just my thoughts on it, and because of what it makes me feel, it's not guaranteed to make anybody else feel that. But so then, looking at it mature and with a mature aspect, is it the greatest thing ever? No, but it could have been, mm-hmm. and that is what keeps me awake at night. Not really, but that's what keeps me awake is because this series had so much potential. It had the potential to be the next big Marvel thing. I mean, I, there could have been movies. They could have brought this to the big screen. You know, Venom could have come out the woodwork with these people. That's how they could have introduced the symbiote mm-hmm. instead of just doing the on-the-street thing because we've seen that. I know that there's argument there, but that's just a fantastical idea for me. But that is why I think it is one of the greatest things ever. Is uh, It nailed it. Set up. It was beautiful. And I've repeated myself 90 times, I know. <laughs> but... Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it really it just, is. It really is. And yeah. um, so mm. Venom Space Knight tragically only has 13 yeah. issues. Um, mm-hmm. Those issues are available on Marvel's website for people who can't get to a physical location to yeah. collect the E-Trade. Um, I'm sure you could get it on Amazon. I'm not going to plug any of the many but reliable free comic book sites because it is an industry that I do support um, I'm not mm-hmm. going to pretend like I'm not going to act like some hypocrite I'm not going to say I didn't use those sites and that I don't use those sites I do use those sites and sometimes I feel really bad about myself when I do but I'm not going to plug them here sometimes. because <laughs> I this is a professional setting and even if even though I'm chill as a professional as a professional writer as a professional actor and we're like when I say professional, we're talking about people's jobs mm. here. So um, I'm gonna plug I'm gonna plug the official sources for these comics online. But um, 13 issues of great shit, of great storytelling, great artwork. Uh, Ariel Olivetti mm. is do uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Thank eight. you. I needed somebody else to take over. I was just lost. I know you're fine. <laughs> That's you're what gonna... I did. I, <laughs> lost I felt in it. space. I I, I have never spoken all this, you know? It's, it's really easy to get it out. feel empty, dude. God. It's because <laughs> it's, man, dude, you have no idea just how much. I get it, man. <laughs> that held, what, like, you held onto that for a long time, bro. And now you got it's to not say that you feel it empty. To it's, just, it's a big weight. <laughs> it's a big, it's like the elephant just took his foot off your chest. This is a huge thing for you. Oh, yeah. And it's, honest, I get it, man. Like, this is, this is a comic, and he's absolutely right. He, he you know, Paul, guys. Uh, our lovely listeners, Paul does, you know, add that disclaimer towards the end. You know, like um, these you know, these are my thoughts and feelings. Now that I'm speaking them out loud, but honestly, if you if you read Venom Space Knight and compare it to the rest of the things that Marvel, not saying that Marvel's not doing anything good right now. What I'm saying is, if you compare Venom Space Knight to what the rest, excluding the Civil War to tie-ins, which is issue 11 and 12, Venom Space Knight was different guys venom space knight was not mm-hmm. like anything marvel was producing it wasn't 
and that's not that's not to say that it was bad. That's to say it was fucking incredible, and it exactly. was different. Thank you. It was fresh. It it rem- it reminded readers that comic books started in space. Like com- like exactly. I'm not gonna say they start. If I'm remembering correctly, they they start. You know, like what's what's man's name? The rocket the rocketeer, not the rocketeer. Um. Damn, dude, we had so many, we had so many very science fiction, space explorer type stories that were being told and trade. Mm-hmm. And, and like, we get this stuff on the radio way back in the day, man. I wasn't even alive. They would tell these serials on the radio, these space stories, right? This, mm-hmm. is, this is a comic book with a character that has grown. This is not Venom as you ever knew Venom. This is not Venom as he ever was before this. And he's in space. And he's a knight with other knights. And it's Venom. It's Venom. Yeah. He's not just a Spider-Man villain anymore. They took this dude back to space. Back to space. That's cool as hell, man. so different. That's cool as hell. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of stuff that, as writers... Y'all get it. Like, the industry needs to be... (laughs) giving these people God. <laughs> power bro you need to be giving these people influence bro you need to be giving these people a platform that's all i'm saying not power not influence just the platform give them the chance to continue the thing just ended it it's really 13 did. issues it guys stopped. Mm-hmm. it just stopped that's sad that's tragic yeah. i'm writing a story i'm writing i'm i have a seven novel series that deals with the multiverse and celestial beings it is a space adventure dealing with earths and other galaxies and planets in a multiverse because space is is fun dudes space is fun. fun space is cool man big too man there's a lot of cool stuff you know we know the cool thing about space you can do whatever you want it's infinite mm-hmm. whatever you want it's an it's an unlimited it's a fountain and unending, this fountain is constantly pouring out just potential energy, potential for anything, all the stories that we haven't actually told yet, just because we're not giving a chance for anybody to tell those stories. Venom Space Knight was doing it. Go read it. Please. Mm. Go read it. Thank you. Seriously, I, I did not know that you guys shared any of those similar thoughts, or even if you're just saying it to make me feel better. You know? No, I'm with you. I, I Thank you. you. No, I, I understand. That. Like, and this is the passion and love for comic books, you dickheads who, who look at the comic book community and think we're all just a bunch of childish adults. When we get really passionate about what Hollywood does and how they mishandle these characters in these stories, these are stories that have yeah. actual impact on people, guys. These are characters that have these are characters that become real in the hearts and minds mm-hmm. of individuals. These stories, these mm-hmm. these trials. Where I'm reading, I don't get I get so much right in my life because I am reading the lessons that gods go through. Because these are gods mm-hmm. that I'm reading about in comic books. They're incredible. I'm reading I'm reading a book about a pure dude. I'm reading a book about a dude and a and an alien who <laughs> are both broken and they're both healing. I'm reading the lessons of gods. There's so much wisdom and adventure and childlike wonder and this 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 form of media this form of media needs to be respected and loved and upheld 
This is creation taken to the next level. Because anybody can do it. Your mother can do it. Your grandmother can do it. Just do it. You can do it. (laughs) You can do it. Just do it. There's nothing to it but to do it, baby. Mm. Nothing to it but to do it. That will probably make me Mm. feel a little bit better. Mm. Because I know you are probably bitter about the Flash thing. They treat him with the utmost respect in this uh, King and Black storyline. Oh, like, yes, they do. They, they meant like there is there is a character that I will not I will not spoil, but his name is Rex. I can say his name; it's fine because you won't know him. I can say his name is Rex Strictly, if I'm not mistaken. That man comes to Eddie, and he's like, "Yo, I need like the one I you're not the one I needed. I needed Flash." Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, <laughs> and he yeah. goes down the whole list as to why he's like this man. Could have got the job done. This would be another mm. day for him. It would be another Tuesday mm-hmm. for Flash Thompson. But I got you. And that's what we're just going to have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> they give him the most respect. It is rid- And I don't want to talk about what else they do as far as talk- talking up Flash Thompson. But Flash Thompson gets respect <laughs> in that mm. comic. Gotcha. <laughs> mm. they do, they that makes do me not, feel like that man is on I thought it was. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That guy. I didn't know if it was just disrespect or no, you know. No, no, they were it's it's you know what you know what I think it. it was. You know what I genuinely think it was. I think there was hmm. someone else in Marvel who genuinely loves Flash Thompson, and well, Donny Gates, and true, <laughs> and alongside the the um, multitude. I'm not even gonna say it was a multitude, but the number of people who also felt like Venom Space Knight getting, or Flash Thompson getting the end that it had was just terrible. I think hmm. that's why he made it, he he mandated himself, in my mind, he, he almost mandated himself to uphold Flash Thompson, just to, just to honor him, just to honor hmm. him, man. That's, dude, one thing I really wish we would have gotten is a full a full Mark Webb Spider-Man oh, trilogy so or series. Legit. I wanted that, man. I wanted yeah, that because I, I was already watching vision. that Flash Thompson become the Flash Thompson that that I'm reading about. I would have liked to I see watched him perfectly transition into where he was going. Man. Man, that would have been that I I, I genuinely genuinely feel like there are just there have been so many cardinal sins in storytelling and and just in chance and opportunity within the last i don't know the last eight years or so yeah but oh um, god man this has been a very philosophical episode guys (laughs) (laughs) very comic book based so sorry for our comic book fans but you could kind of for our non-comic book fans but it's okay. You'll you'll understand the passion. Yeah. Also, I don't apologize at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It is us. This do be us. <laughs> um, it's pretty much why we're here for the the news and uh, for these moments like these. Go check it out. Like we're telling mm. you, go check it. It's good. You it's see great. what it did to him. You see what it did to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me up, man. <laughs> man, teared up, guys. 
I, I like I don't even mind because I'm I'm kind of like Churchill, you know. I, I'll admit it. Yeah, when I finished that, felt empty. I, I mean, y- y'all might have heard me sniffling. I dead ass, I cried a little bit. I was like, whoa, I didn't know I was holding on to that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But now that you, there's something for you guys. Also, get that out. If you're holding you. on to something. Yeah. But now that you've let it go, are you ready to start oh, man, the feel... thing that's been meant for you to read for so long now? <laughs> <sighs> I am. <laughs> now I go am. forth. I'll read Go it. forth and read, read the new Venom run. You will enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, for the you. love of God. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Donny Cates made it an effort to honor both the Eddie Brock fans and the Flash Thompson fans with this story. He really did. He went out of his way. Really? Because yeah. they both. Hmm. They both, my guy. So freaking good. Because <laughs> they, they like I said, both, he didn't dude. forget. Like, he didn't forget any of the stuff that happened beforehand. He took those into consideration. Do I spoil that? All right. Mm. No. No. He just loves them both. No, no, no. no. I mean, no, no, no. I'm, there's something I'm thinking about. Paul, what do you know about Captain Universe? Not much. Okay. Then in that case, no, there's nothing to spoil. No, shut up. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. There's nothing to spoil. But, um, so check this. We and I'm not saying that has anything to do with, uh, King and Black, to our to oh, our listeners. Oh, good point. I'm not saying that has anything to do with King and Black. Now continue. What were you saying, Molly? Um, now we get into the news. <laughs> ah, the delicious Thank news. God. <laughs> yep, yep. First one up is uh, Blue Beetle's getting a movie. Let's go. Blue He's Beetle. getting a movie and He's, a comic book. She's getting a movie and a comic book. Dude, yes, this is a very comic book centric episode on you. Do not apologize, but I apologize. <laughs> I don't apologize, Never apologize at all. <laughs> we we spoke of movies, we spoke of books, spoke of games, we're on comics. Yeah, true. We are the captain here. You are not. <laughs> You're on the boat. You're long for you know? the ride. Now exactly. <laughs> there might be some rocky waters, but I am the captain now. I am the, I am the captain now. <laughs> I am the captain now. On hell, Soto to direct Blue Beetle DC Films' first Latino superhero movie. Now, do you understand, Hollywood? This is how you do it. I don't need you to race bait me. I don't need you to just switch someone up on me. They have characters already who are of the communities of people that you're not reaching because you're not presenting them in this platform. That they deserve to be shown in. Blue Beetle is a boss. Jaime Reyes is a boss. I don't care <laughs> about Ted Cord. Jaime I don't Reyes, care. Blue Beetle specifically, is one of my favorite DC heroes. <laughs> now give me a Simon Baz Blue Beetle duo. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's actually brilliant, my guy. Right? Mm. But Blue Yo, Beetle, Blue Beetle has man. a symbiote. Essentially, really, technically, he really Jaime does. Reyes mm-hmm. has a symbiote, bro. He's actually Jaime Reyes is OP. Blue For Beetle is OP. Doesn't know. I will say, if you really want a good introduction to Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle specifically, go watch Batman: Brave and the Bold. Mm. It's because they go out of their way to be like, "Hey, yo, check this kid out. <laughs> yo, check out what this kid does." And that is honestly what introduced me to Blue Beetle. I'm not even afraid to say it. That's what introduced me to uh, to Blue Beetle. And after mm-hmm. learning about him, I'm like, 
this man's dope. Why do we not talk about him? I'm like, please. <laughs> please. Go talk. Like, they've put him in so many other things since then. But none have actually been, in my opinion, there's some that are pretty decent. But none have actually been as good as Batman Brave and the Bold one. Because it's a, it's a really good aspect of just showing him being like, okay, I'm new to the superhero game. What is the deal? What am I doing? What are my powers? What what am I capable of? What is what is going to be my dynamic with uh, everyone mm. around me? Not to derail, but I'm looking at Venom, and now that I feel empty and I'm letting this fill the void, it feels good. But I just noticed the artist for the first six is Gerardo Sandoval, mm-hmm. right? Please don't tell me you hate his art. You hate his art, don't you? No, no, no. This guy, he's not as good as Rafa Sandoval, but something about the that. Uh, I think that's Brazilian. That Brazilian last name, Sandoval. Mm-hmm. Man, this guy has a similar style. It's like anime, but comic. Like, oh, God, it's good. <laughs> like, yes. All right, I'm, I'm done. Continue. <laughs> Long live Sandoval. But that's the biggest thing. It's just like, it's getting a movie. We get the scare up on screen. We get to see Finally. Movie. Please. Just hmm. do Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle. Freaking love him. Oh, yeah. And like they, they like mentioned Beetle. also that it's like they draw Spider-Man comparisons to it, which might actually be why I like them so much, for some reason. I actually never really caught that. <laughs> like I thought about it before, but I never caught that there actually is Spider-Man comparisons to him. <laughs> um, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm like he is a teenage. He's another teenage superhero, named after an insect. His powers are different, significantly different. But you know, <laughs> it's definitely one of those things where it's like, huh? Peter Parker is an architect it. now, my guy. He is. That's why Sideways was really good, but, you know, I don't think we're getting more of Sideways. Really feel really bad. They really tried with Sideways. He was he was going to be cool. <laughs> uh, Dude. <sighs> sideways, <assuming>. look. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, I started giving Sideways more of a chance the closer we got to the end of his story before mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. towards the towards his comic getting canceled he's cool mm-hmm. but that's spider-man he was still in those origin stories is he really spi- he, wait like, so a what lot of people his definitely powers, powers he, he, was, he, he, he opens rifts in space he can teleport he's not even teleporting it's teleporting, but... No, so instead of flying around... He's doing... opening rifts, but he's teleporting. Like, it's portal. He's, yeah, it's so teleporting. How did, so how does he use that on enemies, or, like, uh, bad guys, rather? Well, to be honest, he accidentally made a girl... Because I've not read the comic. I've seen the picture, and I was like, wow, that's Spider-Man, honest, you know? Sideways had not had enough time to really learn his powers, even in the thing. Yeah. Okay. So, like, he has a couple fights, but they're meant to be, like, I don't know what I'm doing fights. <laughs> mm. So Spider-Man... When he yeah, started it's, out. it's much like Spider-Man when he started. Like, the biggest comparison that been is cool that Sideways was, like, DC's Spider-Man. Whereas, like, Damage was DC's mm. Hulk. But Sideways was a really cool... Damage was definitely it was, Hulk. It was going. It had more... Damage was just straight up the Hulk. Like, it's just like, that's a rip. Sideways had more uniqueness to it. That was like, that's kind of cool. I like to see where this goes. But then it, it didn't get a chance mm. to go anywhere. And it's like, well, I was looking now forward to Now you feel the pain. It. <laughs> I couldn't get completely attached. I mean, I I was attached to him, but like I was kind of. They didn't go far yeah. enough for me to be like, yeah, it's just like a shame because it's like, well, now this character just exists out there, and I don't know what you guys are gonna do with him, but he's he's in DC. <laughs> hmm. He's like he's he's out there. Is he gonna be on a book? Are you gonna throw him on the Teen Titans? Are you gonna do anything with him? I don't know. But, but next up, I hope they don't just leave him be. I hope not. 
He was actually really... There were some cool ones that came out of that. Him and Damage were probably the coolest things. Damage not really being the most original idea, but Sideways and Damage was probably the most coolest things to come out of that. Um, Mm. Next up is a film called Master. And this one looks interesting because once you take a look at it, um, Keen Eye fellows over here will notice that in this little trailer for it, this looks eerily similar to the art style found in uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, wow. It looks... Yeah, dude. Watch this trailer. Yes, 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 yes. The following film has not been made. (laughs) Olivia, a young black woman endowed with superpowers, leads her family to what she sees as a better life. Bro, this is Spider-Verse. Only to realize that's not what she should be fighting for. Our style purpose, yeah, our style wise, it is. I actually liked it because uh, the writer for this looked at it and was like, you know, I want to give my little, like, he has a daughter. Uh, mm. And he was like, I want to give my little daughter something to look up to. I just don't feel like there's enough yeah. that's there. So I'm just going to make a hero for her to look up to. And thus he started writing Ooh. it. And I was like, all right. And then he got, um, they actually got one of the Peter Ramsey. I believe it's the producer. Let me see. I gotta see the thing. Hmm. The pro- one of the producers and stuff that work helped worked on Spider Verse. Oh, help. she know Wing Chun. Yes, Wing Chun's dope, man. I love Wing Chun. <laughs> <laughs> Is this gonna be in theater? Well, I, never mind. We can't go see it. Not currently. Hmm. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> yeah, co-director. Yeah, right here. Uh, into Into the Spider Verse's co-director Peter Ramsey was on board for the project. And it's done by Jamal Bradley. So Jamal Bradley is the one made like the director on the film and co-director, um, Peter Ramsey. Ramsey jumped on, and he was Productions. also one of the people that uh did Spider Verse. So hence why the movie looks the way it does. Nothing ah. should be done in this style, as far as I'm considered. It's good. <laughs> did you see it already got? Oh, I'm dumb as hell. Never mind. Just ignore it. I'm keep talking. You keep talking. <laughs> Did you look at the trailer that was there too. <laughs> well, under it, there's the Over the Moon movie like ad, and I thought it was this movie, and I was like, "Whoa, there's Golden Globe nominations already for this." What we gotta? <laughs> he was like, "No, it's not out yet." See this, and then it, yeah, no. <laughs> but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And I looked at it and was like, "This is cool." She got lightning powers, bro. If you like Static Shock, mm-hmm. this is cool. <laughs> it's like Static Shock, and she knows Wing Chun, exactly. like. Mm. Also, I like her hair, man. It's uh, what's what's the person from Over uh, Apex Legends that I play as Dre? I almost called her Bologna. Andre is the only one that would know that one, actually. Hmm. I'm trying to remember what her name is. But she has like she the, uses the grenade launcher. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say she has the grenade launcher. Doesn't she put down? She does the shield strikes. Let me see. I don't know. No, I, I don't know about shield I mean, strikes. Like I think the, that's the uh, Gibraltar. Oh, maybe but. that is Gibraltar. Oh, Ariel Star- Well, they both do. Yeah, it's uh, she does hers, and he does his. I can't remember her name. But anyways, yeah, very similar hairstyle. And I was like, oh, man, it's almost like her backstory. That's how I was conceptualizing it, you know. Let me see. Character even looks similar, honestly. Like Where facial structure and everything. Watson, Nomad. Hell, yeah. This is the illegitimate backstory of, uh, of uh, yeah. Nah, but this does look, uh... I wish they gave me a proper list. This does look really good. Let me see. When's it come out? 
Um, it's a good question. I think it's just being in develop. It's in development and has a teaser. I don't think it has an official release date. Hmm. Which is something. All I'm gonna say is that it's yeah. It, they started writing it in 2019, so yeah, it's definitely okay. a thing that we got to keep our eyes out for. But I saw it initially, almost like this is really cool. We gotta look out for it. Where is it? Yeah, I've been watching this trailer. This is sick. Cool. (laughs) But what was the name of the um, character from Apex? That character? Hairstyle. Bangalore, Bangalore. right? There we go. Is is that her name? Yes, Bangalore. Thank you. Yeah, Bangalore. I couldn't figure it out. And while trying to look for it, like, just didn't show up. Like, she shows up on the poster art, but her name Mm -hmm. wouldn't show up. I'm like, man, I need you. Yeah. Now. I don't know if you heard what I was saying, but Dre, that's that's to me the unofficial backstory of Bangalore because like this chick looks <laughs> just like her man facial structure hair everything nice. it's just like yeah. her <laughs> got the young yeah I like right that here, man. you gotta inspire the youth <laughs> yes sir but uh next up is this game called Lynn Path of Orchards <laughs> this game looks Lynn Path well one it looks cute but it also just looks beautiful that must God, it's like a, it's a platformer. It's like a, it's like two D platforming journey, mm-hmm. with modern puzzle platformer with a fantastic, uh, fantastic, mysterious ancient world. You are in control of, a bond. An exotic guardian of the nature. Hmm. On her journey to mm-hmm. Lost Sky Temple, it's a, it looks cool. Like I actually was looking at it, I'm like, you know what? I'm down for a good platformer, and its art style looks awesome. <laughs> hmm. So if anybody's liking, God, that looks so peaceful. It looks very, it very much has Journey vibes, where it's just like, yeah, we're gonna do some things here and there that are a little, uh, maybe a bit more difficult. <laughs> I will that. say, her, uh, her little scarf on her head, you know, like that, that thing is like the. I like the look of it as it flows, to be it, honest. It adds... It just, like, adds a little yeah, something. it just adds a nice little flair. It's so clean. Or not scarf. Would that... Or maybe it's her hair. I, I don't think know it's if that's... Her hair. Could be both. Her hair. I wouldn't be... I don't know if it was supposed to, like, represent a hijab, or... I, I might be getting the term wrong. I hope nobody... I know there's, like, there's several variations and different names. Yeah, I only know the one name. But, yeah, like... Either way, that's is badass looking. You know what the architecture almost looks like? It's almost like, um... Uh, it reminds me a little bit of that movie. Oh, God dang it! What is the movie? It's like a little girl uh, and her family, and like I think it's like Syria. Huh. And, What's it about? Uh, War torn, and he. It's a movie, is it? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. The, I'm talking about this movie. Anyways, the architecture is like in this one scene, or a few scenes rather. The father tells the girl this uh, story of like, you know, like uh, I think it's like uh, maybe it's Afghanistan, but it's like I think maybe it's I think it's like Afghan legends or something. I watched it in a film class. I can't remember it, but anyways, the art style is similar to that. So like the art and the um, the architectural design of these things to me kind of like has it gives off like that Arabic vibe. You know, it's kind of really cool though. I do like it. God, it took me like fucking five minutes to say that. No, you're fine because it's like I'm thinking about how it actually is, and you're like not inherently wrong. Like it's it's pretty on point. Plus, it looks like it's it's beautiful looking, man. Just go check it out. Like it's it's cool. <laughs> We support the indie games over here. Why not? Oh, yeah. But next up is this project. You guys can look. It's called Project Kato. Project Kato looks nice. (laughs) 
And it's funny that all of these games are coming out after the death of Anthem. It's really unfortunate. But at the same time, we get cool things. Ooh. People are doing cool things. <laughs> People are doing cool things. Oh my god. Project frame rate drip. Yeah, it's it's a project. It's it's being worked on. I know. But it's <laughs> a third person shooter. Well, it's actually Ray like an action game more so than anything. It's not inherently it has melee combat and everything too. So it's kinda cool. Mm-hmm. But they have a huge parkour system going on that looks kind of nice. You're playing as a robot. There's so little games Very that you play as robots. <laughs> Detroit become human. <laughs> yeah, but you got to be a cool robot, not just like a boring one. <laughs> I like <clears throat> Detroit become human. Really good story, but, and, you know. I know what you mean, yeah. They weren't running around doing flips. and Yeah, they're not, they're not doing everything they could to be a robot. They were very human, because, yeah. It's like, it's not bad. Because, like, the story dictates that it was... It's better that it's that way anyway. But look at this! Well, you get teleportation and ninja swords. <laughs> Actually fighting. Other robots. Oh, their assets aren't done. Those were just, uh, mannequins. <laughs> I think. Oh, yeah. It's still in the Oh, works, Assassin's Creed they're, climbing. They're going. Yeah. Isn't that crazy that, like, Assassin's Creed started, like, this whole, like, parkour climbing thing? Mm-hmm. And now, like... It's kind of standard in most games mm. nowadays. Oh, yeah. Or not most, but... It's it ma- looks... it's sort of the mark of a badass character that you want to play nowadays. Yeah. Your character is going to be twirling and flipping and climbing and wall running throughout the city while you quickly dispatch in brutal ways or in a stealthy way. It's, it's like... Or with the quickness. Yeah. Efficiency. That's what people want now. And it's not wrong. This looks awesome. Like it has a cool, like I said, cool oh, parkour this system. Super cool. Melee combat out mm-hmm. the wazoo. It looks nice. This man's mm-hmm. got a sword mm-hmm. that he's deflecting bullets with. Um, he's got a sword. He's got a sword. Quite badass. Like, and it's supposed to be a dystopian cyberpunk future. Which I mean, let's be real. Like you can sign me up. Like you, you showed me everything <laughs> I needed to know to be like, all right, I'm watching. You could have the worst story ever as long as the aesthetic looks good with cyberpunk. Money, Look, you know. And mm-hmm. the aesthetic. And the gameplay look wild. I'm like, all right, your story could actually mm-hmm. be utter garbage. I don't care. This game is awesome. <laughs> it could be trash. But this game is still. <laughs> but I'm going to let you guys watch a little bit more before I throw up uh, another trailer. Because I know this thing is like eight minutes long. But it does a pretty good job at showing you everything you need. Mm-hmm. So you can mm-hmm. either do like a quick skip think... through or whatever. Because that looks wild. I think it's... I think this game and, like, all these other indie games and how, like, game engines are so readily available nowadays is, like, it just, it's wild, like, we've come this far where, like, a single person can just make a game that has AAA assets, you know? I think, isn't the Unreal Engine, what's up? It was, like, made by, like, four people and that thing looks like it's almost as good as Resident Evil, which was made by an entire team. You should look up uh, facial animations aside, because, of course, it's not going to be as good. There's a game, um, I think it's, Pillars of Eternity on Steam. Oh, yeah. It started out with like one guy. He was like, I want to make a traditional JRPG with the art style of Final Fantasy 15. And now it's on, uh, it's almost done. It's in early access, but you should look that up, man. They nailed it. And it's a team now of, I think, five to eight. I think so. It's just, it's fascinating what can be done, you know? They were putting in work. Mm-hmm. Same with mods on Skyrim, you know? Like people have these quest mods that have like, you know, dozens of voice actors and whatnot, like low time or uh, small time people. I mean, it's 
it's kind of crazy how the line of like opportunity is becoming blurred now you know like if you want to start making games you just got to start mm-hmm. yeah make movies just got to start I mean, movies has been like that because the dslr cameras that was the big game changer mm-hmm. but like uh i don't know man it's just wild <clears throat> the money hey look do it <laughs> hey shut up there's nothing hey. to it you don't oh, need no. to talk to him because he and do I are it. doing something. <laughs> oh, 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 that project. Where is that yes. project? We haven't talked about it in a while, but we're coming back. I was actually thinking of writing it, Amani. Just go ahead and do it. That one. Um, Hurry up. I'm not a patient man. <laughs> It'll happen. Yes, you are. I am. I'm actually... <laughs> I'm marvelously patient for what? For... Hmm... I am, but I am not. I walk a fine hey, speak- line in this reality. Speaking of that patience, by the way, hmm. uh, and this is just a very brief segue, I know you said I could write the thing. Yes. But, since you are writing many other things, <laughs> and this one is kind of just, I really am tired of directing my own works. Oh. I really want to direct somebody else's. Oh, yeah. Take your time and fucking write it. Because I will obviously make something in between then and now. Mm-hmm. And I got to finish up the one currently. But, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to see your vision on this. I don't want to taint it. I don't want to touch okay. it. Okay. If you, if you, okay. But that also means, don't give, don't give it six months, man. Come I'm on. not going to give you it know? six months. <laughs> I know. I'm just, you know but what I'm saying. It's like. Hopefully, hopefully, if you're willing to be, if you're willing to be patient, hopefully we can turn out something a little bit nuttier than what I was going to do then. Because I was trying to, I was, I'm not going to say I was rushing, but I was, I was trying to get it, I was trying to get it out. Yeah, yeah, you know, don't, I mean, that's what TV writers do and I don't want to do that. That yeah. makes me Nah, tired. man, take your time with it, make it right and I'll direct it. I'm not going to say that's what TV writers do. Don't cancel me. Nah. Not all Cucks. TV writers. Some okay. of them do really have good plans thought out, and then unfortunately, yeah, yeah things happen. Or fortunately, because you know, I just knew. Mm-hmm. But um, next up, Genshin Impact getting a mm-hmm. new character. Check her out. Oh, she sure. was cool. She reminds me of like she's Hu Tao coming to Genshin has like us. She's a spear user. We're getting another spear user, mm-hmm. which is both dope and kind of like okay. If you've been looking for a pyro character, she's out. Like, especially if you're against an impact fan. She's got kind of the... Wait, did you just... <laughs> mimic these guys day and night. <laughs> she has this, um... I want to say goth aesthetic. She works for a funeral parlor, which is kind of fun. <laughs> she's adorable. Yeah. She's also a prankster, apparently. Apparently, like, half the cast is like, and hate her. <laughs> her and her stupid <laughs> little pranks. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Interesting. Some will say adorable, like me. Others will say lolly waifu. This world is crazy. <laughs> it doesn't actually count as a lolly. Because they have lolly characters in their game, and they have a different stature. She's just... She, I found this out from a, a friend that plays the game also, like Hobby. Um, she's actually shorter than most characters, but she's not... Like, she has, like, a weird height thing where she's, like, shorter, but she doesn't mm. actually fall into the description of lollies. Like, she doesn't turn into the tiny Oh, yeah, girl. I see what yeah. you mean. Yeah. But she's shorter than, like, half the cast, or more than half the cast. Like, most of the cast, actually. And I'm like, huh. Anime is weird. Man, way. you got lolly, or you have full-grown. <laughs> or you have... I can't go... Never mind, we're not going to discuss that. <laughs> or you have traps. <laughs> I... 
it's a thing in anime. What, we, what can we say? They have traps. Like it's a thing. I, I know. I just we can't say some of the names because they're crude. But you know exactly where but, um, it's going with the with like, the step up from full way to be like, Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> um, but <laughs> we'll move forward just so that we don't put ourselves in a weird predicament at the very least. Um, so America Chavez is getting her own series again called America Chavez Made in the USA. Who's America Chavez? She is a Marvel superhero who, not going to lie, I started to do more research on her just because. I always thought she was really cool. And I I personally had read the um, the 2015, 2016 Ultimates. Mm -hmm. And she's on that team. And that team is busted. But she's busted. So she belongs on that team. She's low-key the weak. She is technically the weakest member of that team. I'm not even going to front. And she's cool. Because that team consists of mm-hmm. Black Panther, Blue Marvel, Captain Marvel, um, Mystic something, Spectrum. That's a busted team. Yeah, that team is supposed to be stacked. <laughs> and, uh, and America Chavez. And I'm like, this is, this is rude. <laughs> this is a rude team. <laughs> But uh, basic deal with her is she is a Latin American uh, superhero who comes from a different dimension. She actually comes from, I can't remember the name of the dimension. It's like like a weird version of Marvel's Universe. She specifically comes from there. And she ran from her, um, she was supposed to be doing over there, to come Mm. to these other places. She basically ran from her destiny. And then while running from her destiny, she ultimately decided I feel to kind of help people. She realized that she, she could do more for the people around her rather than just running away. So now she's becoming more of who she is. And um, one of the things is she can fly. She's kind of low-key. She's not fully Superman, but she's like another one that can do it. She can fly, super strong. Her mm. most, I'm going to be completely real, the thing that stands out the most to her is the fact that she can just kick star portals into existence. <laughs> It's just one what? of her abilities. She can just kick a star portal <laughs> into existence. She, Look her up right there. You said America Chavez? Yeah, America Chavez. She, Chavez! Chavez! I'm sorry. I, man, you got some terrible loud uh, stuff this episode. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she's super cool, though. I like her. I think one of the things I found really weird about it, though, is that like she's commonly known for being lesbian. And some people might be like, oh, how is that weird? It was like, because the character does way more than be gay. Technically, she's bi, if we really want to get into it. But, like, she does way more than that. And then it's like... In other words, her identity isn't her sexuality. Exactly. Punks. She's on the Ultimates, for crying out loud. She's on, like, one of the most stacked teams I've ever seen in comic books. <laughs> There's, like, three super geniuses on that right team now. alone. <laughs> Who is this artist? This is phenomenal. And I'm like... Gomez. She, she was a part of a two other teams beforehand too and i'm like are we just are we really just gonna stick on the fact that she's she, she's bi <laughs> is that what we're gonna stick on because she's cool mm-hmm. like i don't get me wrong i'm like i'm glad I'm gl- wait people were mad because like yeah like a lot of, when i went to go do like some quick like refreshers on exactly Bro. who she is a lot i realized like a, there's a lot of comic book fans that are like and Bro, she's let, gay let me, let me and i'm you. like Hey, okay. so who cares? <laughs> so to the people that complain about that stuff, let me explain something to you, right? I am a straight man, all right? I will never be anything else because that's that's me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's me. 
But one of my favorite characters of all time is the Midnighter. All right, I don't care how many panels that man is sleeping with dudes. Sign me up. That man is one of the greatest heroes of all time. Fun fact: just because a character is gay or not doesn't mean that you can't enjoy the character. Look at the character. Don't look at that shit. Goodness gracious, we're adults here. Mm-hmm. True. But yeah, she's getting her own series after a while. From what I understand, her original series, the first one, was not that great. Not very well received, but then again, a lot of the people I was seeing mm. were very nitpicky about it. So I kind of don't trust their opinions completely. But at the same time, they had some good points where it's like, yeah, okay, that could have been written better. Or yeah, that's kind of bad. But like, you know, just went through and just kind of looked at some stuff for it just to refresh myself. And I'm like, but I look forward to this. This one looks like a good one. Um, she kind of, she's kind of one of those characters that like is in the background of a lot of stuff and you just don't get to see her do much so the fact that she's getting her own series again is kind of lit can't wait wait so what was the first series because the only one I see on this uh, very legal website is uh, the first ep- uh, the first uh, comic is it called Made in America Made in the USA yeah that's the newest one but she okay. did have one before they have the does it have the same writer? Excuse me. I actually don't know. I'm going to be real. I actually think it has a different one. Confirm. Like, I think it confirm has a different one. But if it has the same one, I'll be amazed if they manage to get her back. Because <laughs> that first one is not well received. Hmm. Oh, it's just called America. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the first one is just called America. And then this one is called America Chavez Made in the USA. Reminds me of the Lupe Fiasco song. Made oh, in the that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, "Is that a reference to that?" Right. <laughs> please, please, please. Because the the whole second verse, you know, the is what that's about. Bello bitch from Miami. Bello bitch. <laughs> if you don't, you haven't checked out Lupe <laughs> Fiasco. Go check him out. If you want to see more about America yeah. Chavez, uh, go check her out. That's another rant for another day for me. <laughs> <laughs> go check Drogas. her out. Drogas. Uh, but next up, because we might as well move forward. Obey. This one's dope. Okay. We got a new alien game. I am <gasps> optimistic and also skeptical about this game. Nothing is wrong with is it. This a- Nothing from what I am seeing is wrong. <clears throat> with it. But the last game we had in this <gasps> form was Colonial was Marines. No, 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 yep. no, no. Isolation. No, no. Isolation. Well, Isolation is its own thing. That's the deal. So Isolation is a single player game. And it's dope. Uh-huh. It's great. It's mm. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the last game we got that was a co-op shooter that involved us fighting aliens was Colonial Marines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I'm like, ugh. Colonial well, Marines, did, Marines was, how uh... How did we get... Colonial Marines was... A travesty? Dog shit. How did we get alien? <laughs> we can how did we get Aliens versus Predator? <laughs> Which, even though it wasn't visually the best or story the best, I love that game, man. How did uh, we go from that to Aliens? Colonial? I don't know, bro. You have no idea. So is this like, oh, uh, shit. is this like Left 4 Dead? Ah, uh, I don't know. This this alien AI doesn't look too good. Uh, more like zombies. They look, they look. Mm, yeah. See, I'll level like with said, you on that. I'm cautiously this is, optimistic. This is this is slaughter. I will look forward see, to this game. I will watch it closely. I hope for the best of it. Please do. Please, Please do. Please do. Keep me informed. 
because I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget that this exists. And I don't want to be surprised when it comes out and people are like, oh, yeah, I pre-ordered that. And everyone's playing it and they love it. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> You're like, damn it. <laughs> exactly. It is alpha gameplay. They should be able to fix it up. But Aliens Fireteam looks cool. Uh, this is definitely not a horror game. No. So, but it does look like well, so it's, it's not I mean, left for it's dead. Called fire team, it's so. a bit more. Of course, it's a bit it's more left for dead actually. But um, for what I can also tell, okay. the aliens do have special kill animations and stuff like that. There might be the special variants of them, which makes sense because aliens does have special variants of mm-hmm. them in general. Um, isn't there? Am I tripping? Oh no, I'm thinking of. Oh, they have right a full now. mission gameplay of it. Even better. But you get to see what it looks like and whether or not it's good. It's a four-player co-op shooter involving aliens coming at you, specifically the movie. Um, Bro, that character movement's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little weird, but... For an official announcement trailer... We'll pay close attention to it. Yeah. Because yeah. it didn't exist until before this, so... I mean. Oh, my God. Yeah, let me send this to you so you can get a brief glimpse before we continue, because this is... Um, it's the 25-minute... Gameplay and just just watch the character as he moves. Like every slight movement, his dude is like, <laughs> "Oh God!" It's, it's you'll know what I mean. That's not a big deal, but it's it's making it's me nervous. That quickly started me. Oh man! Oh, I skip forward a little bit. Yo, okay, so they do have parts that I was looking forward to, which is yeah, when the aliens mm. get you, they get you. Like yeah. some of them definitely grab you. <laughs> oh yeah, the kill animations. Yeah, my bad. I kind of yeah, some of the kill kinda animations. Talk through that. I'm. Which I'm kind of glad that they're doing that because, like, I was mm-hmm. let's be real. Like, if you didn't care, you wouldn't put it in. You would just have it slash you and mm-hmm. you die, but you cared. So you took the time to be like, yeah, they attack you and do what aliens mm-hmm. do. <laughs> what the xenomorph exactly. does, it does it. <laughs> it kind of looks like not a triple A game, but like a A or a double A well, game. Yeah, you know? that's not a bad like double A games need to come back. It's got it's got money mm-hmm. behind it. Maybe it's a little less expensive. <clears throat> I actually kind of hope it doesn't come out for a full sixty dollars. But at the same time, I don't know what they have planned for it because they could have a full campaign mm-hmm. and everything. So I don't know. But it looks cool. Mm. But uh, moving on, and next up. So, oh, they got the new one now. we're putting out another Dark Picture Anthology, and it's called Little Hope. This looks nice. I Look, they've, they've been putting out these... Okay, so, for those that don't know, the Dark Picture Anthology has been coming out the entire time. Dark Picture Anthology is being done by the same people that did Until Dawn. And they've mm-hmm. just been putting out these smaller games the entire time. Mm-hmm. Until Dawn honestly was a masterpiece of last gen. It had its little problems, but that thing was good. Like it's it's one of those games that you could sit down and play with a group of friends and it was fun. Mm. Because it was just, hey, let's see if we can survive a horror movie. Just mm-hmm. straight up. <laughs> and they've been doing that. They've actually been putting out more and more of these. There's at least I think Little Hope is the third one in the Dark Picture anthology. I haven't gotten to mess with the mm-hmm. other two. I wanted to, but I haven't gotten a chance. I think Madame Madon was the second one? And then there was another one they did before it, but I can't remember where it was. But they're, 
They're just cool. If you want to have a nice, you can have a nice co-op experience by yourself, or it's a really good streaming game if you wanted to stream. Yeah, this is that's why I didn't play it until dawn. That's what I was gonna say. I feel like for for me personally, I could not play the game because it's not a game. It's <laughs> an experience. It's a movie. It's a it's a it's a story. It's you're watching. You are watching. You're watching. True. And that's the point, in my opinion, or at least as far as I saw it. And because I wasn't playing with anybody and I wasn't streaming, mm. Um, mm. And t- like specifically for those two reasons, I, I quickly found... Like, it's not like Resident Evil 7, where it's just like, yeah. I don't care who's watching, I'm playing this game. This is like, you know, until dawn... These dark picture anthology games, they're, they're, it's, this is a movie to me. It it's is a movie. Meant to and be played I, 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 I guess I, I wanted, that. I went into it wanting to play a video game and that's not the experience I was getting. So it mm-hmm. turned me off from completing the game. I actually didn't even really get to start experiencing what other, like what a lot of people were experiencing once they got further into the game. Mm-hmm. But I got stopped. My my own interest maybe stopped me. So I guess if you're getting into these these games, these uh, the dark picture mm. anthology games, do not go into it expecting a traditional game or even oh, a game true. where like oh I get to make choices. No 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 no, it's not. It's you know like these choices that you're making. Like this is this is a game of course, but this is a you're along for the ride type situation. I don't know. The choices do matter. Some they do, no, they absolutely matter. They absolutely matter. But outside of that, I, I, I'm watching. That's true. Can I mean, you do move the character. You move the character and you're doing stuff. You have to run, obviously. Mm-hmm. I just see this, these games as more... It's weird, to, it's weird to describe them as experiences because I don't know how to describe them. No, you're not wrong. But I would actually say experiences is a, is a good way of describing them. Because it's not like inherently it has gameplay, gameplay, but like they are, they are you doing things in an environment, so to speak. Right, right, right. But a lot of, but the events play out, will play out, not inherently regardless Mm. of what you do, but like, things will happen because they will happen. Mm -hmm. And you have like literal to no input on it. So like, if a dude comes out and is like, I'm going to kill you, if the game doesn't give you the option to punch him, you're not going to be able to at least mm-hmm. even experiment with the idea of punching. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, this is a great game to watch someone oh, yeah. play. I loved watching Let's Plays of this game. It was fun. I, I did. So, if you're, if you're like me when it comes to video <clears throat> games, I'm also the kind of guy who I don't play strategy games as much because I like to be on the ground doing the shit. You know what I'm saying? So... Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I, man, it's such a cool story and it's, man, the, the atmosphere of these games, they're really cool, man. The performances of the people, uh, like we're, this, these are actors. They are. These are actors, bro. They are in, they're actors in a video game. Yeah. Acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For you. <laughs> You're like, really? And I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to say that that took me out of. The experience because I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm watching a movie, but for like watching the game <laughs> and watching uh, YouTubers and Twitch streamers and whatnot play the game and have their interactions with uh, the game and 
just how they reacted to stuff. Man, it was wildly entertaining. So, mm-hmm. you might be one of those people, but if you're not, get them. Get Play these games. <laughs> play these um, games. Amani, I think... Did you... Did, there was never a time that you and Leon came to my house to play that, did you? We played PT. Ah, PT it was PT. That's what it was. Okay. And we should have did this game, too. Right, If I had yeah. the opportunity, I definitely would have had us do this. <laughs> That would have been so... Until dawn would be good. In fact, yeah. when this is all over, when all, all is back to normal, we should probably go through and do, uh, For sure. do that one. Because I know Pele wanted I'm us down. to do Madame Madon, but we didn't get the chance for Halloween. Ah, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. I've never actually played uh, Until Dawn. It's a good one. I need oh, so it's fun. You, yes, you should. So yeah, should we gotta do it up. then. We gotta have it, like, because I, I played you through it. You should it's, have the sticks. If that's the case... Then once this is all over, we got to get together and just play through until dawn, mm-hmm. and maybe yeah. Madame Dawn. I know uh, whatever because I know. I know Jehoish loves that oh, it's game. Good. <laughs> it's very good. But next up, because we're talking about movie style stuff, Sony is removing the movie section from their store. It's just it's just vanishing now. They're just gonna take it away. <laughs> Who PlayStation? Mm-hmm. They just thought. I guess I, mean, no one is I, using I, it. I never use that section. So I'm one of the, the people way. who they may be taking <laughs> this did. game, but the, that part of the Oh no, you do. They did come out and say that if you are losing it, you will keep all the movies and your purchases that you made. Mm. So you can still use the stuff, mm. but that part of the section well, store is disappearing. They do actually own a Voodoo. Sony owns Voodoo movies, so I'm imagining they're just going to downsize and put everything. That would make that the now. most sense. Because uh yeah, I I own or I use Voodoo and it's very. They notice that most users pretty much just have Netflix or Crunchyroll or something of that nature, so they're mm. like, I mean, people are watching the stuff on there, they're not watching it through us. So, <clears throat> bye bye movie section of PlayStation, bye. Mm. You were always kind of cool, <laughs> but in the way at the same time. Yeah. You know, I liked it. <laughs> Did that one yeah. cool thing with uh Into the Spider Verse where if you got the movie, you got a skin in the game, but you know. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of cool, but I guess. Next up, though, speaking of glitches and things that probably, things that should stay, actually, um, mm-hmm. Destiny twelve, Destiny two, now has a twelve-player raid glitch that's in it. So the raids in Destiny are always like six players. There's a glitch that can get two fire teams to join together. And people are mm. wilding out about it. They're just having dumb fun doing raids with have that double the people. <laughs> mm-hmm. They should have that people option are, now. You know, thing. like des- or the Bungie should look at that. People are having so much fun and tweeting out about it and being like, "Yeah, mm. Bungie just leave this in." That uh, it's very possible, very likely, that Bungie will look at this and say, "Okay." 12 player raids <laughs> it's very possible <laughs> that they'll be like we'll allow it we'll just allow a big scale raid <laughs> if they do that which it most likely is going to be because they're no longer under Activision some and they're their own company now yeah. as far as making Destiny mm-hmm. goes they could do it we could get 12 player raids in Destiny and I'm down yeah just <laughs> Give us a give players a setting where it's like you get a six player raid or a twelve player or an eight player or four. You know, give them options. Oh, that's true. Well, actually, the four player raid would probably not work because they have dungeons in the game, and dungeons actually Mm. work 
Yeah, dungeons got added, and dungeons are essentially a three-player raid, straight up. Like it's, oh, it's really okay. cool how they did it, but it is they made a um, because strikes were like, oh yeah, you did a strike and it's a mission. And it's just a long hmm. mission. You had nightfalls <clears> that like you know had the a bit more difficulty, but the dungeons were added, and it's like no, it's it's a little it's a mini raid. It's a mini raid for three people, and I'm like, oh okay, that's cool. So the option of being like, so can we get a twelve-player raid for twelve people? I was like. All right, Bungie. The ball's in your court now. What you gonna do? <laughs> what you gonna do, man? But um, next up is it's a movie trailer. We haven't talked enough about some movies. I mean, yes, no. But it's called uh, Voyager, and I'm upset because I was supposed to put that it was from the creators or something in particular, and in my notes, I forgot it. And I'm looking at it, and as I'm looking at it, it's starting to come back to me, but I'm still don't know. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. It's from the creators of Limitless. It's perfect. Oh, shit. Love that movie. <laughs> I mean, this is good. <laughs> have you rewatched it recently? I have not. It is a very B movie, Damn. but it is a very good <laughs> movie. There's just some things they do with the camera that's, like, decidedly B. Uh, okay. You know, and it's like, <laughs> stop! Like, <laughs> You're like, dang it! You were so good in my memories, but now, <laughs> garbage. What is happening in this? Go to trash. But nah, it's it's from the creators. It looks good. It's about um these people being on essentially what is a spaceship, and given free reign to do whatever on the spaceship. There is, from mm. what I can tell, there is no actual rules up there it is kind of an interesting like it, technically speaking it's a cool like way of doing social experiments um I was gonna mention one but I forgot that it actually got disproven it was it was false cause it was the uh what was it called I'm trying to think it's the one where um you had certain people be in charge certain people be um like lesser than quote unquote they had to it was the prisoner experiment i think it was actually called the prisoner experiment mm. where it was um yeah you had the people that were technically the inmates and the people that were technically the guards and how that went it got disproven though it doesn't doesn't actually work <clears throat> um it's not it's not a inherently a good basis for how humanity naturally functions it's um both unfortunate. Mm. It bums me out because I'm like that actually sounded like a really good experiment, and now we actually can't do it anymore because you decided to screw it up, sir. <laughs> I know how you managed. I know how you managed to do it because he gave them instructions to be assholes, which then makes me go like, you can't instruct them. You gotta let them just do it. <laughs> if they be assholes, then that's 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 how it works. But if they don't, then it's like, eh. <laughs> look at that. The, the, the experiment friend. is more about. When you give certain people power over they others, they naturally yeah. abuse that power and fall into this. This the yeah. experiment was more about, hey, we have been assigning men and women a certain level of authority and and uh, um, mental and um, atomic control over a large number of people, a large number of people who cannot do anything about it 
what will these individuals do? Mm-hmm. Because they're trained to act a certain way. So when they when they are trained to act this way, will they persist in this way of behaving? Mm. Or will they mm. choose to be better than that? Because the result of that question was discovering that people became intoxicated with their power and started yeah. to actually, without mm. the prompt of those <clears throat> who were controlling the... Um, the the control group not there yeah. was no control group uh controlling they the experiments to be. they they just they treated these people like animals now mm. i don't know if that or delegitimizes the experiment or makes it legitimate yeah, but i think i am nonetheless deal. intrigued by just mm how these people went about that situation because I, I genuinely do not think that that is I don't I don't know I can't yeah. say I, can't I shouldn't say. say it was disproven but the um, the experiment had to be thrown out because mm-hmm. active instructions were given to them to be more violent and things of that nature like they could given mm-hmm. kind of given them that push to be like you can be more violent you could do more things if you wanted to you can get away with any of it but if someone's not whispering in your ear it, it kind of invalidates the experiment because someone is whispering in your ear for you to do bad things as opposed to you coming to the conclusion mm. yourself to do bad things so it's like you can't you can't whisper in their ear telling them to do stuff in an experiment like this because the idea is to mm. see whether or not power corrupts mm-hmm. and like so the entire point of the experiment is just you know let them let them live. Let them do as they would. And if they don't, they don't. If they do, they do. Like, but if you're nudging them in a certain direction, then you're messing up the experiment. But that's kind of what Voyager's kind of about. A little bit. Hmm. It's got that very same premise where it's just people are people are living on this on this place with no no inherent authority. And thus a system will obviously be created. Just because there is mm. no inherent authority. And just seeing how that plays out. And it's kind of interesting. Uh, you guys got through the trailer. Mm. Saw that it's like it starts to get darker near the end. People are doing stuff and things are getting crazier. Yeah. So what starts off as initially like a party utopia kind of takes a turn. Oh, naturally. Mm-hmm. My thing. Oh, I thought for sure that was going to be rated R based on everything they showed. And then it was like PG-13. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to get a rated R rating in, in the industry now. That's true. Which is odd, you yeah. know, because I feel like some of these movies don't need to be PG-13. Some of these movies don't need to be PG-13. Some of these movies do not need to be R. But if you allow someone to give you an R rating, or if you allow someone an R rating... Video's not there, am I? didn't go through. Hmm. Nah, it's... Uh, the video's no longer available due to copyright claim by Microsoft. What was the game? Oh, Microsoft, <laughs> you suck. Okay, so check it. I'm going to see if I can find it. But it's a technology thing called Microsoft Mesh. And all I gotta oh, say is, yeah. Microsoft, you better not be lying to me, bro. If you're lying to me about us having having holograms, I'll fight you. <laughs> mm. Let me see. I'm mad they really copyright. If you just type it yeah, in, it's right there. Yeah. I'm mad they copyright claimed this video though off of IGN. <laughs> like that's where I found it. Initially, I'm real. I found it on IGN. I'm like, oh, it's a cool one. It's weird. And he was like, IGN, how dare you spread our news? Okay. <laughs> 
Don't tell me we're getting holograms, bro. That's what I'm saying. That's so cool, but also, like, I've seen too much sci-fi for any of this to make me happy. <laughs> You're like, no, don't you lie to me. Same with, like, Bill Gates talking about uh, how we should go, like, 100% synthetic beef, and I'm like... I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one, but Chief. <laughs> the deal with it is it reminds me it reminds me a ton. A ton, a ton. Specifically how it's working in these trailers and stuff like that. Of mm-hmm. if I gotta relate it back to something science fictional for people to understand a little bit. Um mm-hmm. the first Iron Man movie and how he moves throughout all of his like workshop and uses yeah. everything in his like mm-hmm. environment. Like he's picking up holograms, stuff like that, and moving it around, moving parts around of his armor just to kinda get an idea. They're doing that in this. And if this is the case, and it's almost kind of perfect, because considering the current time, it's kind of perfect for people to be able to sit at home and work yeah. in this manner with other people. Bro. It's like, you know what this is? So I'm like, yo. This is VR chat <laughs> on steroids. On super steroids. I was like, but that's why I'm like, don't you freaking lie to me. Don't you me. do this to me. <laughs> this looks freaking cool. But that's definitely another push in technology. Everybody keep an eye on Microsoft. I don't know what they're up to, but I'm afraid. (laughs) Look, this is a cool piece of technology. It's dope. I've always looked forward to it. Once again, I will refer to an earlier show where we talked about how Microsoft got the patent to be able to revive dead people via AI. I'm not going to say anything about this Microsoft Mesh thing. All I'm going to say is you all need to be very, 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 very concerned. <laughs> you all need to be say very that one fucking more time concerned. I don't very care what concerned. you say. I don't care what conspiracy theories. I don't care how many times you call somebody conspiracy theorist. You all need to be fucking careful. I just, I feel you. need to be careful. I'm not inherently thinking they're going to do something wrong with it, but it's definitely one of those things where you look at it and you're like, hmm. Wait, Dre, you said to be careful about what the... People, we need to be careful yeah. about this technology. Ah, uh, like I said, man, too many sci-fi movies for me. You know, I feel you. But uh, five years later, on. ten thousand people can't log out of their fucking Microsoft meshes. Oh god, <laughs> that or I mean, look at what phones do to people now. How they can't Son, get off them. Like, what is that going like, to do? Listen, you know, this technology <laughs> is coming here at the perfect time for people to be trapped. I'm not saying trapped <laughs> literally. I'm not saying SAO trapped, but I'm saying you got. Oh, fuck it. I don't say anything anymore about this. Just be careful. Just Have fun, guys. Careful. Just genuinely be careful. Um, a basketball game? That's cool. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> on a lighter note, <laughs> on a slightly lighter note, we're going to. Um, what the fuck? It's called Ultimate Rivals the Court. Ultimate Rivals the Court, bro. It has every major sporting <laughs> title. <laughs> what the NBA, WNBA, NHL, NHLPA, what is that, MLB players, MLB, NFLPA, <laughs> USWNT players, like, All good God. Saying, yo, if you like NBA Jam, I'm so happy for this because, Jesus, I'm so, look, one thing I'm going to say right now, I'm going to just point this out, I hate sports games. <clears throat> I hate Bro. modern, realistic sports games, and I'm sorry. He called in an airstrike. Them, but I hate them. Because part of me is just like, I'd rather just go out inside and play the sport. But you give me a sports game, that's the deal. I'll only get into sports mm. games. If you give me a sports game where I get to do backflips into a dunk that catches on fire, 
I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> if I get to play as a baseball player and hit the ball into the net with a, a baseball or a hockey stick, because, Exactly. You take sports to the nth degree and just be like, ah, we're having fun with it. Go wild. I'm down. <laughs> and that's what this game is. For some reason, though, it has like, <laughs> like he said, like Paul mentioned before, a ton of random sports. <laughs> like a ton of random sports people in <laughs> it. Like we got people from, we got mm-hmm. people from. We'll go down the list again: the NBA, the WNBA, the NHL, the MLB, it just go, and NFL. I'm just like it just goes. And I'm assuming this one's be called the court. I don't know if, based on this trailer, I don't know if there's any other sports in here besides that. If they're just playing basketball, but I can easily see this mm-hmm. Ultimate Rivals thing going forth and being like, okay. So now we have another sports game. This one's called The Field, and now we're playing baseball or we're playing football or something of that nature. So hmm. I can see that going in that direction. But I look forward to this. It looks fun. It looks fun. Can we hmm. agree it looks fun? <laughs> oh, yeah. It definitely doesn't look like I'm playing a game of NBA instead, or, uh, yeah, 2K, you know. Instead, you're doing something that's bright and poppy and, and catchy. Different. Because, oh my god, all the yeah. sports games look the same now. They're just the same. They Don't are they? the same game, actually, when I think about it. Like, I love I love my friends that actually play those games. They, like, try to argue, man, it's completely different this year. It's complete- <laughs> I don't care what you like say. I don't care what differences they add or do. It is the same damn thing. <laughs> With less quality for some reason. Somehow. The tint of green. Mm-hmm. It looks slightly greener. But, yeah, hop on, hop on Ultimate Rivals. Make this good. So that we can get other quality sports games again, please. Just hopefully this is yeah. good too. But we finally come to our last story of the night. It is Tom Clancy's Without yep. Remorse. All it lets me know is that they just they one. This movie looks nice. I'll say this. I say it's yeah. It's a uh, yeah. This movie looks nice. But. Man, they will not stop messing with Tom Clancy's corpse, will they? Wait, what? That man's been dead for, like, how long now, though? Tom Clancy specifically has been dead for, like, a while. Like, he's been dead mm-hmm. for, like, Siege. He's written a lot four, of stuff, dude. Four yeah. or five years. See, yeah. <laughs> I think Rainbow Six Siege was maybe the last thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you gotta remember, though, his name, like, it became, like, he a did, publishing That's the thing. thing. He did write you a know? lot, though. So, like, for movies and stuff like that, I obviously <clears throat> feel like they probably have some book or something that's it's based off of or something of that nature. He he wrote mm-hmm. a lot. I'm not going to say that Tom, Tom Clancy put in work. Oh, my God, Tom he Clancy did, put man. in work. And it was all good mm-hmm. shit, too. And with video games, it's... If you ever want to read a good one, uh, Rainbow mm-hmm. Six. And the video Jack games Ryan so series, much the branding. The Campus series, the John Clark series. Uh, his Op Center universe, his NetForce universe, the NetForce Relaunch, the NetForce Explorers universe, that the Splinter Cell universe, the Ghost Recon universe, the End yep. War universe, the Hawks yep. universe, the yep. Division universe, yep. the comic books, yes. the guided tour, the nonfiction <laughs> stuff. Yep. Tom Clancy didn't stop. He never stopped. He started in 1984 and, and didn't once... stop till he died. <laughs> Dude, and once Ubisoft realized they could make games <laughs> based on his worlds, boom. They were in the market for modern shooters and whatnot. They will never... 
more Tom Clancy games will continue this actually to come looks out. Like yes, this, this movie does look good, anymore. but this movie also confirms with me that Marvel is absolutely, absolutely about to cash in on Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> because they're already looking for a Michael B. Jordan, John Boyega type to play a character that we don't know about in, in Captain Marvel 2. Mm. So it's going to be Blue Marvel. But if they can cash in on him with this multiverse, they will. They will make that man Beautiful. Blue Marvel. They'll do it. I would be... They'll do it. Before we come... Oh, yes, Paul! Oh, yes. Yeah, before we come to our close, Amani, oh, yeah. go watch Did we that not trailer. Talk about this? Yeah, <laughs> it it has not come out yet because of COVID. I think it's finally coming out this year. But dude, I'm seeing this in theaters. Oh, it will be in theaters. I thought we talked about this. I want to see this. But yeah, this looks good. <laughs> the Green Knight, bro. His last good. movie, uh, what's it? A Ghost Story. I don't know if you've watched it. The movie was made on three hundred thousand dollar budget. Very artistic. Man, is it good? This guy can make good movies. Very artsy movies. Mm. What's his name again? I can't remember his name. As a big lover of Arthurian legend, this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This movie. uh, The Green Knight with Dev Patel and Alicia Vikander. I. Oh, if y'all want a really good, uh, like, medieval war movie, uh, The King on Netflix. Look at this cinematography. Timothy Chalamet. It uh is very classic in how they did it. You know, like we don't make big war movies anymore without all the big CGI yes. and whatnot. Well, they did mm. it. Bit. And man, is it! I haven't watched the Outlaw King. I've heard they do it too, but uh, the King is very good. Mm. I cannot like wait. Gonna have to check that out. God, this movie's gonna be so good. For those that don't know, the Green Knight looks so mm. good. God, I cannot wait for this movie. The Green Knight is a really good... Was it... Who wrote The Green Knight again? I almost said Shakespeare, but I'm like, that's before him, for sure. The Green Knight is mm. Arthurian legend. Arthurian King Arthur type shit. King Arthur shit. Like, um... The story is about Gawain and the Green Knight. Green Knight, One yeah. of Arthur's knights who took it upon himself... I have to read about this in class. To be uh challenged not be not took it upon himself he was the only knight in arthur's court um who Mm. stood up to the challenge of the green knight and after standing up to the challenge of the green knight it is a year later he will have to stand up to that same challenge Mm -hmm. but on the reverse and it is it is really it's like like What's at stake is his life. Like he's, it's, it's basically so you will die in a year. Yeah, it's a mm. death sentence essentially. It's a death sentence, and that movie looks bad. I haven't gotten any good Arthurian lore in a while. Mm. Like in a, it's like a good spe- yeah. I, in a while, bro. Wasn't there? One I know. That, came um, out that was literally Guy Ritchie. Is that his name? That did Legend of the Sword. I think it was, yeah, I was say like the guy who did, uh, he does Kingsman. He, uh, he, um, his, I heard it was he, okay. Yeah, it was, I, I watched it. I watched it a few times. He did, he, you know, he tried something. He tried something. It didn't, it didn't, hmm. you know, it, 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 it didn't do as well as I would have hoped because hmm. it's, it's making King Arthur a superhero. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, like that's yeah. cool stuff. But I just love what. Who's directing this movie? Making King Who's Arthur a superhero. Wait, it's not Ari Aster that they did. Um, <laughs> Ari Aster did Hereditary this Midsummer. Cool. What the hell is his oh, name? Oh man, why? Why don't? Oh, you know what I'm getting tired of, and I think you guys can level with me on this. I'm really tired of seeing trailers for movies. Uh, that aren't coming out for like two years. Like the new Batman's coming out in 2022, yeah. but we got the trailer last year. It's like, bro, I'm. That's like a Batman v Superman. We were getting trailers in 2013. Yeah. The movie didn't come out until 2017. I distinctly remember watching that first one over and over and over again for like. Oh, God, dude. Oh, God. And then they released the rest of it. What was that first one? Spider Verse trailer. Was it the teaser trailer? The first one where we had no idea what the story was going to be. With that really that movie is that trailer they put together that trailer with as um oh yeah it came uh, out like a whole year yeah, before what is his name Matt Reeves he said that is less than twenty five percent of the movie and that trailer is perfect this is coming from a guy yeah. who was very <laughs> tired of Batman <clears throat> I want this movie now. In fact, I want to be in Matt Reeves' Batman universe. Oh my god, this trailer was so good. Oh yeah, you're looking that back movie, at the, the Spider-Verse trailer? I don't... Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which one? I think it was so good. He was looking at the, the original Spider-Verse I think we all watched Spider-verse this a few... Like, the Spider-Verse teaser? I can only mm-hmm. imagine how many times you guys watched it, because I'm not into Spider-Man like loop, you, bro. But... Dude, not, not only was that on loop, I downloaded I the trailer about audio. Every day too. Like, I went damn. to YouTube... Hold on, what is the YouTube downloader? Which one? Well, there's always there's always another one. But I downloaded the I downloaded it as an MP3 file, the trailer, right? And I just listened. I listened to it. Actually, <laughs> not only did I do that, but while I'm at work, while I was at the Fresh Market, dude. Yeah. No, was I at the Fresh Market at the time? Wherever I was working, I was just listening to the trailer in my ear. Bro, I I. I'm going home now. Oh my god! He jumps off that building. They had the nerve, dude. I made that wall. I, that was my wallpaper. That was my wallpaper for a minute. Oh my <laughs> god, dude! Oh my god! It was god. in the background of my entire computer for a while. <laughs> oh man, dude! I, I cried. Changed. I, I didn't want to change it. Chile. <laughs> Ooh, Chile. That was back when. Okay. How long did it take them to make that movie? Seven years. It took a minute. It took like I think it was like seven to five. Somewhere within oh that, God. it took them a while because they it took them a long time to get the art style down the way they wanted it to before they can even put it out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh God! God, this trailer with Gwen. Oh, I remember being so excited. The first for this one movie, came man. out, and I was so excited because I was like, "Are we doing it? Are we getting a Miles Morales movie?" And it's just animated. It looks so nice. <laughs> it just is. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> That was also yeah. back when I thought it was really just going to be a Miles Morales movie. He was going to carry the whole film and they were just going to do the story as it mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Which, I still wish we got that movie, but I'm yep. fine with what we got. Because <laughs> what we got was still awesome. It's Oscar. The first teaser him. trailer that had, um, it looked like Peter Parker was talking to him in the subway. Whatever mm-hmm. that was going to be, mm-hmm. I wanted that. Oh my god, dude, we're going to need it. We're going to, oh, I got to go. I got to go, but I need to have a Spider-Verse episode. <laughs> we will. Well, I, I'm completely down. Let you guys take it away, and I'll just uh, <laughs> uh, add a little bit here and there. I'm, I'm completely down we'll, with we'll that. Talk about I want you guys to have your Don't episode. Worry, it must be done. <laughs> Multiple episodes. You're Spider Man holics. <laughs> I mean, it's, it do be true, but, but you know, different topics. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
different topics on Spider-Man. It's fine. It's fine. But uh, I'm going to say that does it for this podcast. So basically closing statements of everyone saying bye. <laughs> right. Goodbye, guys. I'm going to get dinner now. I'm going to eat. He's going to be food. Feel that. Thank you Bye, for, for for coming by again. Appreciate no you. Problem. Hope you learned mm-hmm. something. Remember, guys, mm-hmm. you can catch us at Paper Play Action, or specifically at our Twitter at Paper Underscore Action. Follow us there. Find out more. You can join our Patreon as well. It just helps support the show. And like we said, everything twenty uh, percent goes to um, a different charity. Pretty much every week. Um, this week we are still on Feeding America. Just because we haven't really gotten anything for it, but um, that's the deal. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, share this with us. Yeah, that's the deal for us. It's like share it, do as much as you can to get it out there. We're small; we don't have advertisements, so you know, yeah, word of mouth helps. <laughs> but see you guys next time. Thank you very much. Absolutely.